0: the first place we go to is a uh, cartel house. We pull in immediately behind me. A car pulls in and blocks us in. I've probably got 40 plus thousand on me in my front pocket and uh, things aren't going well. Now one guy brushes up against me and another guy goes over to the girls and tells them to get out. That's when I knew.
1: What's up, guys? On today's episode, we have a man named Rich the Transporter. He's one of the biggest smugglers we've ever talked to on this show. He trafficked untold amounts in a 20-year run. He started off as a small-time dealer from rural Connecticut and worked his way up to eventually become the exclusive distributor and logistics person for the Montreal Mafia. He was the number one guy in the U.S., For the biggest canadian mafia his stories are wild he's now fully legit he runs a successful legal transportation company and he consults with the dea if you want to hear about his almost decade of informing go over to the patreon patreon.com slash the connect show this episode will blow your mind let's get into it you've got rich the transporter right here on The Connect with Johnny Mitchell.
0: Now, I am in charge of receiving everything coming in, collecting all the money, storing it, separating it, banking it, distributing it. I'm the transporter.
1: That's when I see lights behind me start to flash. And I didn't even think, I just hit it. I was driving like my life depended on Then I parked the car, hopped out, closed the door, and I started running. And he pulls out a burner, shanks shank, like six inches, and then he passes it to me. And he goes, here, that's yours. Don't ever leave the cell block without this. He was the reason I made it out of that place alive. Rich. Rich. Good to see you. <laughs> you have a unique episode because unlike most people who come on this show with something to plug whether it's a book a movie appearance a new podcast they're starting you are an obscure anonymous person nobody knows me dope boy (laughs) who beat the feds you have an Hmm. odyssey of a story Uh, and you're just on here telling it for the first time i have the exclusive you do so it's my pleasure it
0: might as well glad
1: to be here so tell us where you're from give us a quick background
0: yeah, I mean Eastern Connecticut, small little town, woods. You know, we get sawmills and gas stations. It's pretty much the industry out there. Uh, lots of woods, mm-hmm. quiet, um, very unassuming. Um, I'm, uh, you know, from a you know regular you know lower to middle class family, I guess. You know, middle yeah. class. Yeah, you know, I mean, they own homes.
2: You know, grew up my, with
0: your grandparents. You were telling me I did uh, nine years. <laughs> Did did nine years with the grandparents. Yeah, uh, that was great. I mean, you know, those are the first memories I ever have of my grandparents. I don't have any memories of my mother and father together uh, ever.
1: And but, they divorced uh, when you were like one years old.
0: About one. Uh, you know, my mother was sixteen when she got with my father. She was from an abusive
2: mm-hmm. family,
0: and and uh, my father was a means to get her out.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, was he older? And
0: my father, my my mother's beautiful. I mean, you know, it's I don't you know it's kind of bizarre to talk about your mom in that way, but. I know what men see in my mother. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, she's only 16 years older than you. Yeah, she <laughs> was like, like you know we always call her. She's like a Bond girl, you know. She's
0: like one of them. You oh know? yeah. And uh, and my father, no doubt, you know, fell in love with her. Instantly. Was he older than her? Yeah, about seven years.
1: Oh, so you were! It was a crime. You were conceived as a. Yeah, a it might have been a crime. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My my dad's passed away now, so he won't. That's okay. He won't, okay. He won't be, be too mad about me saying
1: that. I, I Biblically, I don't think Back there's then, anything wrong with that. Back then? Yeah, it was the 80s, the man. 70s. Oh. <laughs> I'm a 72 baby, brother. Um, hmm. So did you have any criminality in your family did you, that you knew of? Well, you know, first time I ever saw... You know,
0: my grandmother loved me to death, and she was the best thing that happened to me, okay? She was the only person in my life that was on my team, okay? So when I say this... But my grandmother used to steal matchboxes for me. I would see her doing it in the store. You know, we go shopping at a place called Caldor. Hello, flashback. That's how old I am. And uh, she would, I'd see her put, you know, Richie, oh, he likes that little matchbox. You like this little matchbox, Richie? And,
1: you know, oh, of course I like yeah. it. You know, and I'd see her. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Did so that kind of teach you to like, hey, if you get away with it, it's not really wrong? I literally was so
0: young that I... I saw it and knew it was happening, and and I didn't think it was right or wrong. Mm. I was like, I'm getting a toy. (laughs) Right. So, what does that have to do with criminality? You consider that crime? Well, I mean, it is. I mean, it's stealing, and and this will lead to things down the road. It's
1: dishonest behavior.
0: This thing that I saw will lead to things. Right. Uh, Right. Little do I know then at seven, six, five, you know, my earliest memories.
1: Okay, so at nine years old, did you go? You left your grandparents. Did you go back, back to, live to my with, mother? Okay,
0: chaos. Okay, uh, my mother is now you know, nine years older. So what is she? She's twenty six. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, like you know, there's alcoholism in our family. Yeah. Okay, and uh, it's it, it's prominent. It exists. Um, I never drank as a, because as a result, I I don't drink as well. Um, I don't drink. I don't do hard drugs. Because. I saw what that does. You mm-hmm. know? I always say my parents taught me
1: how not to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. which is still a lesson. Sure, it's totally. still like,
0: it's the same lesson. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, it the is. same lesson. When, when you can grow up and you know learn how to fix the mistakes and the trauma that that you know b- brings upon you. Yeah. When did you first get introduced to drug dealing and drug trafficking?
0: Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm in eighth grade. My uh, mother's boyfriend at the time is roommates with a guy named Scott. He's uh, about five doors down. We're living in these condominiums outside of the University of Connecticut. This is where I'm from. I start working for Scott. Uh, he has a carpet cleaning business, a legit Scott uh, uh, yeah. carpet cleaning company. And, and uh, he would take me on jobs and uh, we would stop off at places. He'd go inside people's houses and come back out and, you know, hey, Richie, I'll be right back. <laughs> Little did I know, he was, you know, hes dropping off below. He was, you know, I figured this out uh, when his best friend, Jeffrey, who I become good friends with, uh, comes up <laughs> from Miami to visit a lot. So.
2: Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> Jeffrey's cool, too. Yeah. He's cool. He's brown. He's short. He was a Mr. USA at one time. Chicks loved him. Uh-huh. You bring a short, brown, built guy into Connecticut with them girls, man. They'd, right. they'd lose their freaking minds, man. Of course.
1: Man. They'd never seen that. So he was bringing up Blow.
0: Their moms would be chasing him down. Like,
1: so- hey, you were out with my daughter last week. <laughs> so this guy was bringing up Coke for- yeah. Yeah, your guy in Connecticut. I'm, you know, I'm young. I'm
0: not putting it all together. Right. I, mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not understanding. Coke comes from Miami, yeah. and this is uh, Jeff just has Coke. He's yeah. coming up with Coke. If he mm-hmm. was from Texas or Montana,
1: I would think the same thing. All right. Uh, how did you know? How did you did you see it? Like, how did you know what yeah. was
0: happening? Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Scott was very influential in my life. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about the criminality aspect of my relationship with Scott. But Scott was very important to me. Uh, you know, he took me to my eighth grade graduation because my mother was too busy doing something else. Mm. And uh, he got up and cheered for me. That meant a lot. I'm an wow. only child. I don't have brothers. I don't have sisters. I don't have a tight-knit family. Wow. And uh, he was very important to me. So the stories I tell about Scott... It's true, obviously, but it was more to it, right? He, I looked up this guy. He was my—he was like a father figure, almost big
1: brother figure. Yeah, yeah, because he's you like know? what twenty-seven. Yeah, and he's <laughs> cool, man. He's school. got
0: chicks coming in and out, yeah. man. They're they're video recording him. Him and Jeffrey yeah. are,
1: are, are are banging are, um, your mom.
0: I'm kidding, of oh, course. Well, my uh, neighbor—I uh, mean, his roommate was, yeah, for sure but um, so you're yeah.
1: you're isolated. You got no siblings. Your mom yeah. is not even parenting really. Yeah, and, I'm I'm starting to become tough. independent now. Yeah, at a very young age.
0: Uh, I'm 13, 14 and uh Yeah, yeah. So it eventually came down to where um, I saw my first big uh uh paper bag full of cash and uh I became the money counter. He would let me count money for him and organize the bills. You know, he was a dealer, so he was getting all sorts of bills, 50s, 20s, 10s, 5s. Wow. At 14 years old. 14 years old, either in his apartment or in a hotel room, uh, we would just go there. This is, okay, this is post-8th grade. I just graduated 8th grade. Yeah. Summer of 8th grade, 14. What were you doing? I mean, I don't know. What were you doing you know, the summer before going counting into high school? Out
1: coke money tell you that much you weren't doing that no
0: Most, my friends were in like fat camp or <laughs> <laughs> basketball camp nice. right i'm in hotels and i'm getting like a close-up i never touched coke he never let me touch it like right i didn't bag it i didn't wrap it i didn't weigh it but the money money was my job
1: do you remember how much money at a time you'd be counting up i mean their paper bags would
0: just loose money like right five grand
1: you know, a small bill, but there's a lot of cash, but It's a lot of cash for a, an eighth grader from a poor family. Like that's an infathomable amount of money when you're that age. I'd never seen anything like that. It's almost like magic. You don't even appreciate the value of it. I wanted it. Right. Right. Did you <laughs> see
0: cocaine I, I as wanted well? bags of money.
1: Did you see cocaine? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Do you remember, was it like a kilo? Did, he was, was it like he, a big block, or was it in ounces? Probably a couple ounces at a time,
0: yeah. uh, routinely, uh, and he broke them up into small little baggies, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, they would run out of uh, rubber bands, you know, and Jeffrey and I would leave Scott in the hotel room with the blow, and we'd be driving around a little town in eastern Connecticut just going to convenience stores looking for rubber bands, <laughs> and, you know, you'd think that'd be easy to
1: find. Not so. Not so. You got to go to like a stationary store, and but you know we weren't doing that. We were, dumpy we were we were little Eastern Connecticut town. You, they might not have that. We're driving our T top Camaro,
0: man. Are you kidding yeah. me? We're not driving around all yeah. night long. We're, yeah. we're we're chilling, going up the street. Yeah, I'm now putting together the deliveries, and mm-hmm. you know he mm-hmm. takes me out, you know, and 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 you know leaves me in the car. I'll be right back, Richie. Uh, we were doing collections, you know. Right. We would drive. you know. He would. So this is about 87. Eighty six, yep. I'm going into freshman year. Okay, so in, it's the eighties. Coke's in, booming. Yeah, this yep. all makes sense. I'm kind of living with him at this point now. I mean, I you know I'm crashing at his house. Again, he's only five doors down from yeah. our you know, um, condo.
1: Mom doesn't care. She loves it. Yeah, right.
0: She's. <laughs> I'm not it's there. A load I'm not her, in the way. Her hands. Hands. She can.
1: She's drinking. Look, she's twenty six, man. She's got a life
0: ahead of her, man. Look, I, I'm, I'm not blaming my problems on my mother. My mother had problems, and she didn't do the best things she could have done. Mm -hmm. She didn't break the cycle like I did. Mm -hmm. I broke the cycle.
1: Mm. So when in high school, you mentioned you were a basketball player. That's positive. Were you a good hooper? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I I played for – I went to technical school. Um, Okay. So, yeah, I'm living with Scott at this point now. Were you
1: you selling for him? No.
0: No, he just brought me along. I was like his little – protege yeah i mean usually protege's
1: apprentice for apprentice their
0: yeah. you know
2: their yeah boss. i mean
0: no he had no intention of ever turning anything over to me uh you know it, it wasn't any like i think here's the thing that was a better option than what my life was offering at the time right yeah. that's the best way I can put it like
1: yeah because he can buy you clothes he can buy you dinner and he would he can send you to school so I'm with you know and I'm
0: also learning this cleaning company <laughs> is literally a cleaning company yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's it's legit he's got some account we're, we're legit doing carpet cleanings. right did you help him with that too as like a side job oh yeah while you were I, in was, high school? I
0: was cleaning carpets oh, and I was okay. getting paid gotcha um and I I was also stealing a lot from Caldor, of all places, where my grandmother had once stole from me, I now pick up the the uh, torch. If you uh-huh. will, and uh, I start running a black market in high school for Walkmans. Okay, I'm in the Walkman generation, Johnny. Walkmans just came out in '86. Yeah. And if you could get one with an equalizer on it, (laughs) get out of here, man. Okay. Just, you don't even, you know what I mean? Pussy, right? You know what I'm saying? So you're stealing Walkmans and selling them. And cassettes and selling them at school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a nice thing going.
1: Why did you need to steal if you were working and living with a Coke dealer and who had a cleaning company? I was making money. Now, look, I
0: wasn't making, look, he was paying, like, I wasn't getting paid to go on runs with him. I was just hanging out with him, but I was only getting paid by cleaning carpets.
1: Okay, so he wasn't giving you any drug money. No, no. I uh, would get, in, like, for counting money,
0: I wouldn't get anything for that. Like later, in, later in life, I wouldn't count money for free, but then mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. He, 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 But, you know, I, I wanted more, and, and I liked being the man.
1: Yes, yes.
0: 100%. I can
1: relate to that. I can 100%. totally relate to that. It gives you an identity. It really did. I was, look, I was a cool kid. You were a cool kid from selling Walkmans.
0: I got I got legally emancipated at sixteen years old,
1: dude. That's all I wanted back then.
0: Yeah, I took my mother to court and destroyed her.
1: Of course. What are you <laughs> going to say? Well, I
0: mean, was I going to lose? Right, right, right. I wasn't saying I was living with a coke dealer, and now uh, you should let me be uh, more responsible.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, did you actually get into selling small time in high school? No drugs. Were you smoking pot? No. Wow. So you didn't touch anything in high school? Not until after high school. Wow. I was a jock,
0: bro. I was a basketball player. I was a starter. You you, know, I was a freshman varsity player. Wow. So you were four year varsity? I would have been, but I got kicked out of that school and then ended up in military school and ended up in another. Johnny, I was a new kid in school nine out of 12 years moving around. So you
1: were just getting in trouble. Well, that time I got in trouble. And fighting? Like, what's what's the
0: antisocial issue here? No. Um, Well, because of the black market stuff.
1: Mm. They, this is tech school. Tech schools don't, you know, this isn't, you can get kicked out of tech schools for wearing. God, I would have given you a smack in the head if I was your guardian. I want to smack you now. What, uh, like, what's, okay, none of this makes sense. Yet
0: you didn't touch drugs <laughs> no. and you didn't sell drugs. And I grew up around it. I mean, I grew up, but at, at this time yeah. in my life, yeah. it is the, I'm going back to Scott's house after basketball practice and there and there's Coke and money on the table and did, I got to count it.
1: Uh, <laughs> did you want to play in college? Did you have aspirations? Were you good enough to have like gone to a, like a junior college or a D3? You
0: know, who's going to say that they don't think they were good enough? Me. Uh, I wanted that. So Bing. you
1: didn't want to grow up to be like Scott?
0: I didn't aspire to that, but I thought it was really cool. I'm not going to even front on that and act like yeah. I didn't, like I thought somehow he wasn't being, you know, mm-hmm. I knew what he was doing and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 was a Marine. Ex-Marine. Ex- yeah, I guess. Yeah. Ex-Marine. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So he sounds pretty thorough though. He sounds like he kept a pretty tight ship around his, his yeah, business.
0: Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, when I know about the business now, he didn't, uh-huh. he got uh-huh. too big, too quick. Was he using his own product? Oh, most definitely. Okay.
1: Bring us to your first drug sale.
0: <laughs>
1: you don't go to college.
0: Okay. I'm out of high school. Graduated in 1990. I'm out of high school. Uh, a friend of mine works for a, uh, Furniture company, trucking company mm-hmm. delivering furniture, and I uh, get teamed up with a driver. I'm the helper slash map reader. Driver is a big Jamaican dude, Kev.
1: This is in Connecticut. Yeah, too. Nicknamed okay.
0: Smokey is what, what I call him. It's mm-hmm. my personal name for him. And I got introduced to weed like that day. Yeah, <laughs> day number one. This dude smoke a half an ounce. A day, driving an unclaimed freight truck doing 15, 16 stops a day. <laughs> and they don't take seeds out.
1: Yeah, those Jamaicans. Get yeah, smoking Jamaican, bud. Ugh.
0: Blowing up in your face, popping. Yeah. How do they
1: do it? What, what, what the fuck? Is the, like, what's the problem? Well, that weed is such that you could smoke it like a cigarette and still function. I mean, it was probably like yeah. 4% THC. Oh, Mexican Bricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compresso.
0: Yeah. You know, we had all the names. You know, Mexican Bricky, Compresso, yeah. Commercial. You know, but that's yeah. all there was back yeah, then. Yeah, it's
1: Bammer, right. I
0: mean, this is, this is, this is 92-ish. Right. This is, this is uh, uh, Dr. Dre the Chronic. This is Snoop Dogg. This is Cypress Hill. You know, this is what we're into. Right.
1: No, but that was good weed. That was West Coast weed. The East Coast. Tell us, oh, about, yeah. the, tell us about the weed oh, at no, the time. Oh, no, I'm just talking
0: about the music at the time. You yeah. know, this is 92. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, this is the time. And the yeah, good weed, weed was out here. It was there. Weed is
1: starting to become a popular... Uh, subculture. thing, percent Yeah. So what was uh what was the, on the east coast at that time in the early nineties, what kind what? of weed classes of weed were there? That's it. Just the Mexican brickweed?
0: Mexican what about the Canadian compresso. kind bud? I hadn't seen any of that. I'm getting from Jamaicans in the city. Wow. That's what they're getting. Okay. You know, uh my friends are paying sixty dollars a quarter. I said to Kevin one day, he, he brought an ounce work with him. I go, I go, that that that's a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. You know what do you you know what does something like that even cost? He goes sixty dollars. I said, wait a minute, a whole ounce costs sixty dollars. A quarter costs sixty dollars. Thirty miles down the road where I live,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: <laughs> Boom,
2: yeah. To
1: There's
2: all my
0: friends who smoke now are going to get their weed from me. Uh huh. It happens within within the first week of working there, right? So we're driving along and he just starts rolling big joints up, you know, every in you know, between, st- not driving and rolling, in between stops, you know, we deliver, boop, 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 roll up big joints, smoke it. I'd, I'd smoke with him because I don't want to be like the white boy loser who won't smoke weed with a guy at work. Yeah, oh, I got stuck with the stiff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I instantly start off <laughs> smoking like 10 joints a day. <laughs> <laughs> And it's completely natural for him. This is. Yeah. And then they get home and then they sit in their cars in the parking lot in the hood and smoke 10 more joints, mm.
1: listening to music. Mm-hmm.
0: So. And were those uh,
1: street dealers in Connecticut cities back then, mostly Jamaican?
0: The ones I dealt with were. Yeah. That's what I can tell you. The ones I dealt with were, I mean, I can't say that every black or brown guy that makes that,
1: sense though because this is during the the posse era still the the end of the posse era when you know the gangs the big gangs from the island would come up to the northeast and send their soldiers into the cities and and start you know yeah i'm retail sure that drugs. was i'm
0: sure that was happening mm-hmm. so i mean, was in the jamaican section of town let me preface by saying yeah. that too so i'm really only going to see that yeah. i mean you know cities yeah. like here I, I mean hartford's a small city so
1: you were in hartford Hartford,
0: Got Hartford, it. Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, that's hard hitting Hartford. I'm on Barber Street and Tower, all my Hartford buddies. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a impoverished. I'm working a working class. You know, dilapidated, especially back then. It's been fixed up a little concrete now. Concrete jungle. I was just there, I mean, but it it's it was hood. And
0: Kev lived in a project. Uh, you know, a, yeah. the big square kind of projects where everything echoes. Yeah, and this dude. I used to come picking up QPs, which was so much weed. Right. A QP was so much weed. When you're
1: 18 years old, four ounces of weed. I dumped it out on my
0: little table and some overflowed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What? Right. So, you remember that when four ounces was, you were like, oh my God, I'm federal. (laughs) I was making four times on a quarter pound.
0: I mean sixty dollar quarters. I'm getting sixty dollar ounces.
1: Right. So you're you're picking it up from Kev. You're yeah. making how much money are you making off a quarter pound of weed in 1992? Well, I
0: mean uh, a quarter pound of weed, I pay anywhere from two fifty to three hundred dollars, depended. You know mm-hmm. on how many hands are in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was selling it for sixty a quarter. So I mean, yeah, you know, you're looking at you know two you know sixty one twenty two forty four eighty four eighty an ounce. Mm-hmm. And I'm paying for a whole quarter pound, 300.
1: Yeah. So you're tripling your money. I mean. You're making Coke level margins off a pot, which is unheard of. Yeah. So uh, how does that progress?
0: Yeah. So it just gets bigger. Um, I now suddenly, um, look, pretty much all of my friends around me smoked. Mm -hmm. So instantly I had an instant market. Right. Um, And. Anyone that they got their weed from, I took them too. Mm-hmm. And now I got the guys who bought quarter pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing an the eighths and quarters, and then I found the guys that bought ounces and quarter pounds, and it progressed that way. And then I'd find, you know, uh, older folks uh, tended to like to buy quarter pounds and up and then not have to see people for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, had, I had some doctors. I had a professor at Boston College just – from a friend of a friend who got weed for a guy, you know, I'm, I'm a networker. I mean, yeah, you know, you're a good uh,
1: salesman. You're, you seem people, like you, you meet people easily. People want
0: to tell me things. Uh-huh. That's my X-Men ability. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also know when people are full of shit, that's my other ability. Yeah, It, it so, progresses to about a half a pound, you know, yeah. within I don't know, six months. Mm-hmm. Where does,
1: where does the running come in? Like when, when you step up from a dealer yeah. or a supplier to a trafficker
0: it's probably about four years later um, oh so
1: you put in your work you put in your oh time. yeah oh no, oh, no, no. i didn't
0: get big time till the i got big big time in a short period of time at the end but i was slow and steady yeah. for many years yeah
1: and you're picking up who's your supplier while you're you know a street dealer basically well it was kev it was kev the whole time oh yeah okay. oh yeah
0: i bought from kev for a good two years and then kev moved away but, 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 but Kev and I aren't done yet. Okay. Uh, Kev and I aren't done. So I'm uh, moving Does Kev, up.
1: Is Kev, with the money you're making Kev, is he able to quit his, uh, furniture delivery job? No, no. You know, he, no, his mom, you know, his mom wanted him to work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, most we, people don't know this. Most pot dealers, I would say 95% of pot dealers have second jobs, real legit jobs that are their primary income. Yeah. Until, and then they have this business on the side a- yes. until the business and the five, supersedes. That's right, and then two percent of that five percent left over end up making fifty grand a year, and mm-hmm. then the top one or two percent become people like mm-hmm. you. Um. So how? Yes. Well, but
0: So I start getting to the point now where Kev uh, Kev is now becoming a bigger buyer from his guy, okay, from his Jamaican guy, mm-hmm. who I never meet. Okay. I always meet Kevin. And you know, I'm getting weed, Johnny, in bizarre ways. We're driving down cemeteries. You come this way, I come that way. Roll your windows down. That's literally happening. Mm. I'm going in the projects. Kevin would yell out his window, yo, what you need? And, and it echoes, you know, it's, it's like sounds like I'm a white guy. I'm the only white guy around for miles. Mm-hmm. I'm in a dodge dart. <laughs> like, you can get out of here. I'm driving a piece of crap. Living dod- lavish. Dart. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It, it it So now his dealer is like, hey, Kev, you're buying some more weed, you know? So, you know, let's talk about maybe getting some. Uh, uh, he wants to give Kev more. Right. And then Kev now wants to give me more. Mm. So it, it just. It was like a, it was like a win win for everybody. I mean, really, Kev just. And, you know, I never got
1: any pushback on the quality.
0: Nah, man, the, in fact, the word chronic
1: mm-hmm.
0: is a 92s thing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we know about that. Kev would call the weed the chronic. I would go home and call the chronic to all the white boys, and mm-hmm. they would go berserk. Right. So it
1: was better because I told them what it was. But it was still Mexican <laughs> brickweed. <laughs> it was whatever. Okay, so it, when did you start seeing better weed, uh, and specifically the the KBs, kind bud from Canada.
0: Yeah, uh, Canada weed. I see that last. Um, I see. I see uh, California good weed first. That's the first place I find. But Cal- you know, that's a that that's an extremely long time jump from where okay. we are. Okay. Okay. I'm dealing in the Mexican brickies. We'll just make, you know, if you want to cut it down from ninety two to about two thousand and four.
1: Wow. So there was a market. Up until Only. 2004, exclusively, and a huge market. Like, how much money were you making in 2004 off of?
0: I was probably pulling in 5G a week, 6G profit after re upping. Not mm. a
1: ton of money. I'm a, mm. I mean,
0: look, I'm still working, I'm a working right. guy. But yeah, I'm probably doing 5G a week. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm probably moving 20, 30 pounds every couple of weeks, maybe three, four weeks. Yeah. You know, um, it explodes when I start uh, moving into Texas. Um, I have a friend of a friend who's a driver and his brother's in Texas says I can get cheap weed. And, uh, again, brickies are still happening, mm-hmm. but I'm paying in 2004 for Mexican brickie. I'm paying at my lowest at home, 1100 a pound. <laughs> Dude, this is Connecticut. We're so far behind Yeah. for brickie. You can throw it at someone and seriously hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. <hurt laughs> right, them. right.
1: Right. Right. Build a um, Connecticut yeah. two-story home with it. You can. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I start going to Texas. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm now in the car hauler game. Okay. okay. Tell I, us
1: about that. Tell us about your background in transport.
0: Yeah, transport. I start off as a driver. I'm what they call a four-car driver. I drive a truck that carries four cars. We're super original with our names. And 10-car <laughs> drivers, too. Guess how many cars they haul. Uh, maybe Forget 10. It. You'd never figure it out. <laughs> And I and start. And these are
1: private cars. People that want to transport their cars private. a long way, and so they pay the trucking company. Yes, snowbird to, business we call it. Okay, gotcha. Uh, winter
0: in Florida, summer in right. Okay, tons, so these are pretty well off folks. Tons of that. Okay, yeah. but we're also doing auction cars for just you know shipbag dealers.
2: Right, right. Auto,
0: auto dealers. No, and, that was and, that and was I, accurate. And I start um, remembering the days of Kev doing some weed pickups in the unclaimed freight truck, and how great that is. Like, what a, like, you're you're a working man. Working man gets away with anything. Who messes with a guy humping fucking, humping, uh, 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 you know, couches up three floors of stairs, you know? Right. So, Kev would pick up some weed occasionally in the truck, and I thought, I, I can do that. Right. I can do that. I can, I can get myself loads to New York City. And, you know, Kev had turned me on to a Connect in New York City that worked, like, three times. And then it just got so scary that I just was like, nope.
1: Who, who was that connect?
0: Uh, so <laughs> this was Kendrick. Kendrick was a nobody, but he knew somebody. Mm. And Kev knew him. So I could never meet without Kendrick because Kendrick you know wouldn't get his, and Kendrick was a flake. But Kendrick knew a guy with weed. I never met the guy with weed, but Kendrick always hooked me up took good care of me. I was paying about two hundred dollars a quarter pound now at this point. And mm-hmm. I'm buying like a pound at a time, which again was <laughs> That's a
1: whole other level.
0: Seemingly so, like so much. But yeah. now I was a car hauler. I would get jobs to go down there. Right. Um and you know I would deliver and I would have meetups. Hey, let's mm-hmm. meet up here, meet mm-hmm. up there. You know, I'm a truck, you know, it's gotta be truck friendly, right. you know, and there was problems and right. Oh yeah, trucks come down here all the time. And yeah. no they don't. So that was going great. Um I did that three times, about a pound each. I at least quadrupled my money on those. Right. Um,
1: then and again, that fella, your market is like suburban yeah. retail ounce, quarter pound drug dealers in, in Hartford, or Older, the Hartford area. Yeah. Well, right.
0: out 30 miles outside of Hartford, you can't uh, make money selling weed in Hartford cause you're getting it so cheap, but yeah. literally 30 miles outside of Hartford weed is four times as expensive. Right. You're in the sticks in the sticks. Yeah. And, um, there's a lot of money in the sticks and people want to deal with a guy like me in the sticks. They don't want to go to Hartford to do what I did. Right. They're not doing, you know, I mean, we were involved in a drive-by. I mean, we've had. When you were buying (laughs) weed? When I was in Kev's, my stepbrother and I went to go buy weed there after work one day. And uh, this car comes screaming in the parking lot. And we're in the car smoking a blunt. (laughs) Come screaming in the parking lot. It's our buddy Omar. And he's screaming something about people chasing him. And we're like, what? No, Kevin, the Jamaican, was a big guy. He was about 6'6", 350. Wow. Big dude. Yeah. Okay. A teddy bear. But you don't know that mm-hmm so he uh we get out of the car we're like who's chasing you omar we get up and we're gonna walk you know we're we're tough we're gonna we're gonna take care of this Pfft, don't mess with our friends we start walking up car slows down we see a gun come out and let me tell you what man superman's got nothing on the stuff i did <laughs> i mean my my step drove an old crappy chevy camaro and i don't know man how i dove through that window and got in that car. Wow! They never fired. I'm not trying to play like they fired, but they pointed it right at us, and they didn't have to fire to get me to run.
4: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that, but sure,
0: yeah, those were some things, man. And you yeah. know, I learned a lot about the you know ghetto life from Kev. Uh, of course. So, did you have a piece
1: on you? Did you ever carry no, a piece when never. you
0: went? To- uh I have owned a gun before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I bought a hot gun,
1: yeah,
0: um, just for fun. My friends and I would drive around like Miami Vice and mm-hmm. pull up with is nine mil and my three fifty seven and shoot out the. Speed limit 30 signs in the woods. Yeah, real hillbilly shit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we'd literally be like okay, this is embarrassing, but we would literally, my buddy had a 280 Z with T tops, and we would drive around with our guns and we would like hit the E brake and be like and then get out duh, 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 and deafen ourselves in each year because oh we're too God. stupid to know you don't Fire stand on the, the side. Oh, yeah, we're shooting signs. We're shooting <laughs> at them in the middle of the night. That it, it was insane. Yeah. Connecticut.
1: Stupid. That is, you guys are Northern Hicks.
0: Boston Hollow. Let me tell you something <laughs> even crazier. No, it ended up being really close to uh, a, a specific agent that I know's house. Asian? Agent.
2: Oh, Federal like a DEA agent.
0: agent. Wow. I would learn this later. And I would hear stories of him telling stories of these things. Wow.
1: Okay. So it sounds like now, mm. you know, creeping up on the late nineties, you're yep. a guy, y- young man making good money, but yeah. you're not rich. No. You're, you've you got a good side hustle yeah. and your legit job is yeah. uh, driving for this car hauling company.
0: Correct. Um, uh, I'm a driver. I, I move up in the biz. I become dispatcher. Right. Okay. So now perhaps you could imagine a scenario in which I'm no longer driving a truck to New York to get weed. I may have a driver doing those things for me now, but right. I got to recruit this driver. Right. Right. Um, you know, those things would happen probably a dozen times. Okay. Um, I had a couple black drivers that uh, loved doing New York City work. They loved the city because they knew it, so they didn't mind taking a tractor trailer into the city. Most tractor, tractor trailers,
1: trailer into uh, New York City. Yes. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, we were car haulers. You know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm now in control of all the car car haulers. Two cars, four cars, six cars, yeah, ten cars. The ten cars are the you know the stretches. Wow. The big.
1: So you would actually be in charge. You would hire drivers as a dispatcher to go pick up Bud in New York City.
0: Yes, I would pay them money to, hey, when you're down uh, picking up at MPG, which is the the lot that ships cars, Uh uh, Audis at the time, Audis and Volkswagens were coming into the Newark port, and we had the contract to bring them out to the said dealerships right in my area. Oh, I see. So it was super easy to throw a duffel bag or a little backpack into a trunk of one of the 10 cars.
1: So how did that, how did you reach scale? So now this is all building to something. Yeah, Houston. Okay.
0: Houston. Houston. Um, I follow up the lead from one of my drivers, uh, my 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 lead driver, my first driver I ever hired, who we became tight. And um, his brother introduced me to, oh, I'm in North Houston, by the way, ghetto. This is like Hartford, but times 10. Mm. My driver's brother doesn't, not in the Wii game, but his neighbor, Johnny is. Gold Tooth Johnny. So I meet Johnny. I pull into the place for It's great. All the kids are playing. Sounds, man. There's people talking. I pulled in in my rental Mustang and get out of the car, and the place goes, like, silent because I'm a narc. I mean, I'm a clean-cut white mm-hmm. guy. I'm a narc. Everybody shut up, and Clarence comes out. Hey, Richie. And everyone's like, oh, okay. All right, cool. And they go. <laughs> Took a little time to get used to that. But Gold Tooth Johnny, man. He knows Mexicans. So... I'm being tantalized with six hundred dollar pounds of Mexican bricky, wow.
1: and you, and when you were paying in Connecticut, 11. now eleven,
0: eleven's wow. the cheapest I ever got in Connecticut for which. So you wait, ju- you 20, just cut 30. out
1: two people right there. Two people. Got All them. I had
0: to do was travel seventeen hundred and thirty four miles to get it. Wow, exactly.
1: And how much? How much cash do you have now to re up? Because now you got to connect, but now yeah. you need buy more. Well, that
0: I mean, that type of discount, man. My first purchase was sixty pounds wow i'm uh, in houston i'm being driven around to the mexicans Uh, the first place we go to is a uh, cartel house we pull in immediately behind me a car pulls in and blocks us in and uh i go in and i've got uh i'm I'm wanting to buy 60 pounds i've probably got 40 plus thousand on me in my front pocket Mm. and um they don't want to bring the weed out to me to see. They say I have to come in the house, so I don't really want to go in the house. <laughs> like just bring it out and show it to me. I'll give you the money right here. But no. So I go in go through with Johnny and I, and go through Johnny's pack and I don't know it. I'm glad I didn't know it, but I don't know it. I'm in the kitchen, there's a big block of 10 pounds on the counter, and I'm like, "Oh sweet. I break it open, and it's loaded with seeds loaded Mm. and
1: I can't can't move that
0: yeah so I'm in their house telling them this is not I can't do this I think I literally said something like I'll get like beat up if I bring this home you know trying Mm. to be funny you know I'm a talker I'm a communicator and this is what saves my life or saves me from getting robbed so the mood changes when I'm not buying the weed everybody's smiling when I walk in the Mm -hmm. door and then when I say no, the frowns start showing up. Mm-hmm. And there's probably 10 men. There's six-ish women in a living room that I can see through a cutout in the wall. Mm-hmm. We're in the kitchen. And, uh, and
1: you're in the ghetto.
0: Oh, yeah. North Houston. Yeah, Mexican ghetto. Yeah. And I'm blocked in. And I'm, I'm here. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm here. This is happening. And uh, things aren't going well now. I'm not taking it. And I'm like, look, man. I want to come back every month. Like, I want to let them know, hey, don't rob me now. (laughs) I'm going to come back every month, and we're going to make a lot of money. Like, this is what I'm going to, this is what I do. One guy brushes up against me, and I feel him rub my cash in my pocket. And another guy goes over to the girls and tells them to get out. That's when I knew.
1: (laughs) I'm picturing Ethan Hawke in training day right now. Well, Get get that bathtub clean.
0: (laughs) Okay, I know what scene you're talking about. And when I saw that, it gave me chills because Mm -hmm. they literally did that and the women got up and went. And now I'm, hey guys, you know, look, here's all you got to do. Take this back to the guy and say, got any other stuff? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. bring that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be back in an hour. Mm -hmm. Call me, no problem. And I start walking out the door backwards because I'm not going to turn my back, you know. I'm, I'm not. And I remember when I got out that door, because, you know, silence is scary, and they weren't talking.
1: Are these Chicanos or Mexicans? Like, they, everybody speaking and Spanish. They're,
0: they're little brown Are dudes. they speaking Spanish? Yes. Okay. One yeah. of them, the first guy I encounter appears to speak some English. But mm-hmm. as soon as I say I'm not taking it, it mm-hmm. gets quiet and it gets a little, you know, tense. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking out the door, and I remember specifically just thinking... Where could I run from here? Like, mm-hmm. but they let me out, and I'm walking back to the car, and it, and it's like that's you know. It's, it's like that old saying, you know. It was like ten feet, felt like a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get in the car, guy gets in that pickup truck behind me, unblocks us, and mm-hmm. we and we and we pull out of there. My heart's racing a mile a minute. My legs are like numb.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't even know how I'm walking really mm-hmm. to get to the car because, so. We get no weed, and I'm flustered. I'm like, "We, we got to do something else." Okay, I got another Mexican house we can go to. And I'm like, "Nah, man, no, no, no. We got to we got to figure something out." So, but I need weed. Can't go home without Indeed, weed. No, we drive around, and this is when it gets. This is when the ramping up happens. I meet Shorty.
1: Also Mexican guy.
0: Nope, black guy. Hmm. But he's pretty tight with the Mexicans. He's mm.
1: got a good gig. He yeah. gets from a guy who
0: gets over the border. And he only deals in tons, I'm told. Right. And, dude, I'm not aware of tons of weed. I believe it. I'm sure it Especially exists somewhere. But I hadn't seen a ton of weed. That's <laughs> well, 2,000 pounds. It's, so, it's daily. We show up. Shorty doesn't want to meet me in person. They're scared. I'm a white guy. Uh, Johnny goes in. Shorty does come out at the end when we've already packed everything up and says, Hey, come back. Let's do this again. So I'm kind of feeling pretty good about that, you know? Mm. So I got my 60 pound now, pack it up in the truck, get the hell out of there. man.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were able to get that for 600. Yeah. The a, a shorty stuff was 600, shorter?
0: which was actually, like I said, as I found out later, my next time in Houston, okay. So,
1: so, were you able to cut out Gold Tooth Johnny and deal directly yes. with Shorty? And then, did and you how ever? How I did that? And did you ever? Were you ever able to cut out Shorty yeah. and deal no, directly with no, the Mexicans? No. Okay. So you never. I didn't want to get
0: cut out with Shorty. Okay. Shorty is important to me later.
1: Okay. So great. So how do we get sixty joints from Houston all the way up to Connecticut?
0: Yeah, I mean car hauling. So okay. So my driver at this point is no longer working for uh, United Road. Uh, which is the company I was working. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> Shout out United Road. <laughs> hello. Wow.
0: United Road. They're so big around here too. Like, hello, everybody. Loved United Road. They afforded me many great things. And so
1: you're dispatching for United Road.
0: Um, yes, but my driver isn't working for them. He just picked up a job with some car hauler company out of Houston. Okay. So he's doing runs pretty much from he and my driver lived in Maine. Let's just call it out like that. He okay, does. but
1: how did you, did you send yep. him specifically? Is this a guy you I would, knew?
0: Yes, he well, used to work for me. Okay. He was one of my runners when he used to work for my company. Okay, Now he's quit that company because he got fired. Okay. I didn't fire him. One of my other managers fired him. Okay, So I would coordinate with him. Hey, when you going back to Houston, because when you go back to Houston, I need you to take 36, 40 grand down. I think it, it was actually 40 grand. I okay. had to have some spending cash. I remember that. I need you to take 40 grand down to Houston. I'll fly down there. I'll meet you. I'm going to go meet your brother, and we're going to do the thing and whatever. He goes down there with the money. I fly down and uh, pick up gold to Johnny, and he starts taking me around to Mexicans Mm -hmm. to buy from.
1: Oh, so he took you to his connect?
0: Yeah. Wow. And let me explain a little bit about the Mexican-black relationship in Houston at the time. Mm -hmm. Mexicans don't like to sell weight to blacks Mm -hmm. for cheap. If you're a black man, you want to buy 10 pounds, you're going to pay three times what I'm going to pay. Yeah. So I could literally buy weed that Johnny couldn't. It's crazy. And Johnny's introducing me. Yeah. But Johnny's making 200, I find out, on these pounds. So they're really 400. Just
1: as like a referral fee.
0: Referral fee, which I'm glad to pay. Yeah. 600 is still a home run from 11. Right. So- yeah, my driver Steve is working in Houston. So he's now reloading. He's getting redispatched and
1: Okay. So how do you take, I'm sorry to cut you cut you yeah. off. No. How do you fit sixty pounds in like yeah. how many how well, many cars are you taking on that on the the hauler? Well, I mean ten. 10, 10, cars. 10 cars.
0: Yeah. I mean sixty pounds in bricks are only like three bricks about this big. A twenty-pound brick is like Right. So we've talked it, about this. Is this is compressor.
1: We've we've talked about this as one of the probably the most surefire ways to Move drugs across the country is in Car-holers. cars, private cars, 100%. Yes. Yeah, so you've got, the I did bills. so much. And, and, and if you get pulled over, your driver gets pulled so over. So he's much just plausible an deniability. There's so much, right? Two levels. Two levels of deniability. Two levels. Two A, levels. These are my cars. These private individuals registered their cars. They said there was nothing illegal in them. Like give, give them the
0: plausible deniability of the owner of the actual car when you go after right. them. Hey, I didn't put that in my car. Or right. Someone must have done it. Right. There's so like you, three levels. Right. To and get then to you. and then there's right. me. That's a right. whole
1: nother level. That's right. <laughs> and then there's right. me
0: who doesn't exist.
1: So it's it's gotta go from the private owner of the car to the owner <laughs> of the company to the driver, all the way to get mm. to you. No way it's going to happen. There's no way that's happening.
0: So, I mean, unless my driver talks. Everybody snitches. But well, who talks? Nobody snitches. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. no. In this game,
1: there's no snitches. No. no zero. So did you, um, okay, so how many, so your driver decides how many bricks go in each car?
0: Well, I mean, I'm I, i I'm pretty much, you know, it doesn't matter which car. I mean, it's just a do big duffel all, bag. Do
1: you put them all in one oh, car? One
0: big giant duffel bag. I have a hockey bag. Got it. Hockey bag can fit like a human body in it. Right. Okay, you're familiar with a hockey bag. They're, mm-hmm. they're huge. Um so, a Mexican
1: brick pounds yeah, look like see, Yeah, kilos. They, they came in 20 pound bricks. Oh so I okay. had three 20 pound bricks. Okay. Wow.
0: Um, you know, they were stood about, you know, that tall, yeah. you know, stacked on top of each other, but that big round, mm-hmm. Pretty pretty square. Um, and this is nice stuff. You know, this isn't bad. Not really seedy, pretty fluffy. I'm mm-hmm. happy with the first purchase. I'm gonna kill it. Yeah. So, yeah, we load it up into whatever random car, but always want it on the head rack. As high up and the hardest place to get to is the head rack car. Uh-huh. You're climbing fucking ladders, or you're fucking scooting fucking little catwalks to get to it. Uh-huh. And also, dogs don't smell up very well. There's a tip for everybody.
1: Uh-huh. Dogs
0: smell out and down.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Fucking boom.
1: So you get it on the highest rack, pushed in right you don't want to have it be uh, the car yeah, at the very the, end
0: the last one that could be inspected right you know you're gonna you're gonna sift through nine cars before you get to that one yeah so did you, you ever know, have if a- you're gonna get me you have to know you have to yeah, know exactly you have to know. did you ever have any problems on the highway <clears throat> wow so the other backstory is all these trucks that i'm dispatching legit mm-hmm. just legit yeah hey johnny go pick up those cars and bring them yeah. to kansas city I'm not getting a lot of stories about truckers getting pulled over and searched. Mm-hmm. In fact, I can't remember one. And I dispatched hundreds of trucks. At this point, the little company I worked for, we became corporate. We became, you know, as we said before, United Road was huge. We were the largest transportation company in the auto industry for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they split in two and became even bigger. Yeah. So, so
1: you had really looked at the market I could see these guys aren't getting pulled over. You looked at the probabilities. It's it's legit freight, bro. That's the Mm -hmm. answer. Yeah.
0: You got legit freight and paperwork. You're done.
1: Yeah. Like you're breezing through that way scale. Okay. So, how much do you have to pay your driver? This is the first run 60 bricks. I gave him five grand. Gave him five grand. Okay. He was happy as hell. So, then what is your final price then? You got the bricks back in Connecticut. How much has a pound cost you to get up? All the way up to Connecticut. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it was thirty six thousand to buy them. I gave him five. There's thirty one thousand left. But I'm selling the, you know, five hundred and change that I've now a uh, six hundred and change that I've now invested in it with paying him. You know, I mean, I'm still four times in my money. Right.
1: And now I mean, got- I'm
0: getting. Oh, by the way, I'm getting sixteen. And this weed is really good. Some people I can get even eighteen. So I'm getting sixteen hundred at the time for the six pounds out of Houston. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay, so now does your clientele explode because you've got the wholesale price now? Are you able to then? I just brought sixty pounds in for the first time.
0: Right, like it took me ten trips to get sixty pounds with Kev. Right, <laughs> you know, ten right. trip, ten fifteen trips. Yeah, I was never buying pounds from Kev. A quarter quarter pounds. How long pounds. does it take you to get rid of the sixty pounds? I think they were gone in less than thirty days.
2: Okay, um, yeah.
0: now I put some out on consignment. Look, mm-hmm. you know when you get that kind of weight, and your guys are used to a quarter pound or a pound. And then you dump them two pounds on them. I, I say, pay me for the pound yeah. and then take the second one for no money down. I'll see yeah. you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, that, that worked great. I mean, look, all these people, I don't have any strangers. I'm not soliciting people. I don't get that kind of business. Everybody that I sell to, I either... Got weed from and smoked myself Mm -hmm. after the Kev days. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, not every single joint I ever smoked came from Kev. Of course, Mm -hmm. I
1: bought weed from other places and people. That's how I would meet people to take over. Yeah. So, were you able now with this? Because now you're the man. There's nobody higher than you unless a Mexican takes it up himself. Are you able to consolidate your list of workers? Like, are you able to weed people out that really aren't very good earners and say, okay, I'm going to just take four of my best guys, drop all the work on them, let them build up their bank rolls. And now, you know, I got less transactions.
0: Man, you know, if if we were talking and hanging out back then, you you, you might have convinced me to do things that way. Mm. <laughs> but I was hands on. Yeah. And um, I liked being hands on.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. What about the heat? I'm a, I mean, I look, I'm from a rural area, man. I yeah. grew up there my whole life. Yeah. Me driving down the streets in my neighborhood, there's no worries. Not to mm-hmm. mention, I'm a white guy who's pulling me over. What am I doing wrong? I got registered cars. Mm-hmm. I've got clean record. You know, some of the, you know, I never really got caught for any of the burglary stuff and and the uh, thievery stuff. I mm-hmm. never got caught for that legit. Other than my school, and they didn't turn me in. They just kicked me out. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a police record.
2: Yeah.
1: So things are things are. Uh, Clocking now. So you got, you moved I still have small pounds. clientele and big. Oh, wow. I'm still keeping the wow. small guys because so they're my friends. They're my friends. So you're busy now. My
0: friends aren't aren't selling weed for me. Yeah. My friends are consuming it. Right. The people I took from them, the suppliers that either sold me weed or sold them weed, they're the ones selling for me. My friend
1: didn't join me on this. None of my friends joined me. So you know me what I journey. would do back then? If I had, once I moved up to supplying the wholesalers when I was at that level, if my friends needed weed to smoke i would refer them to my workers like i put try to i tried to give them as much business as i could yeah so and that, i got to take a step back
0: that makes sense but i'm super social yeah and you know i'm also johnny i'm an only child friendships to me are a little bit different are, are you an you, only
1: child no
0: okay you have no fucking idea
1: <laughs> no i don't
0: because you have someone you can call that i that have can love really, in my life so <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry uh, so I'm an only child and friendship is important. You know, I told you I got emancipated. I didn't have to stay in high school. I, I wrote my own sick notes. I won't be in today. Yeah. But I didn't do that. I didn't write my own sick notes and say, I won't be in today, but I could. Yeah. my friends are in school. Yeah, right. Of course. What am I going to hang out and watch, you know, wheel of fortune or whatever is on at noon in the middle of the day, you know,
1: yeah, totally. Okay. So, do You you keep the job. You move these 60 pounds. Nothing really changes for me, I'm getting a shitload of weed shitload now. a shitload of cash. How does this become, you know, four times as big as it is now?
0: Yeah, shorty. Because um, now
1: you're on. Now you're federal. 60 pounds across state lines. Yeah, like,
0: and I've got awesome transport. So why yeah. why not do it as often as possible? Of course. Let's hit the nail while it's hot. Of course. Right? You know what I mean? Yep. The iron, strike the iron when it's hot. Whatever Make hay
1: way. while the sun shines. Boom.
2: Boom. So yeah, yeah. So next
0: time I go to Houston, I don't tell Shorty. I don't tell my buddy's brother. I don't even tell my buddy. I go. I just fly in on the on on the on the on the silent. Rent a car, and I'm a numbers guy. Uh, I'm I'm an attention to details guy. So mm-hmm. of course I memorize Shorty's address, mm-hmm. and um, I just cold call him. <laughs> Showed up, knocked on his door shorty was like look look like tupac and his buddy looked like ice cube so i always refer to them as tupac and ice cube but ice cube shows up at the door with a shotgun answering the door and i'm like hey um it's 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 me remember like uh shorty you know i'm a friend of his he Mm. told me to come back shorty comes around oh man all right so glad to see you and i'm like "Ah." (laughs) great so now the first thing i want to get out of the way with shorty is hey man I jumped over two your two people that you know.
4: Mm.
0: Are you cool with that? Of course he was, but you know, I wanted to be respectful. You know, I understand I am a white guy, and I just jumped over two black guys to get to him. Now, maybe you might not think of that. Why do you care? Why does that matter? But you know, in the it it does matter. That can look that can seem dickish, you know, to have cut them out that way Mm. just to bypass them. Well, that's
1: why. But that's why you never let if you want to may stay in deals moving forward. You never let the buyer, which is you meet the connect, right?
0: Which is shorty. But here's the thing, right? The people I'm dealing with aren't exactly class A citizens. So shorty won't trust them to take his pounds and sell them to me so that I don't meet him. Of course. You That's see? why
1: when you have the bankroll, there's nothing you can do. Shorty the, would wants the guy with the money. Shorty wants yeah. the bankroll guy. Exactly. The exactly. The clean guy who comes in, pays
0: cash mm. is gone in 45, 50 minutes. Right. Right. Um, so how much did you pick up the second second trip? Um like eighty pounds. Okay. We ramped it up a little bit. Uh now I'm getting them for four hundred. <laughs> I just cut Johnny and Clarence out at a hundred bucks a pop. Okay. Money in They're the in bank.
1: It. So you're picking up eighty pounds for like forty four times eight. Four times eight is uh, twenty eight thousand dollars gets 32. you. Wow, thirty two thousand bucks gets you yeah. eighty pounds of weed. Yeah. So
0: I'm paying even less for more. Wow. And then what do you turn that over? I'm still, I'm what, still getting strong 16s, man. Wow. Absolutely. So, so
1: off, so, and the quality is good. So off of like a $35,000 investment, let's say for the transport fee, how much do you turn that into?
0: I mean, uh, you know. hundred thousand? Easily. Wow. Easily.
1: In a month. And, I'm, you know, some
0: of that is re-up money. Yeah. You know, I, I sit and I watch a lot of these guys talk and, you know, I, I hear questions like, you know, how much were you worth at the time and how much were you making? And that's a hard, really, you know, I mean, you're going to get estimates. Yeah. Because there comes a point in time when you're making money on top of money, on top of money. And, you know, there's no like bank account you're checking, you know, there's no. And, and how
1: are you? Well, depends. A lot of people kept a lot of thorough notes as we know, you know, yeah. but how I how kept did, debt notes. How did you start? Cause when you, when you have that kind of weight now, how did you start expanding on the distribution end?
0: Yeah. So I, I got to, so I'm really ramping up mm-hmm. um, again throughout this whole process back home I'm networking right. you know I'm that never stops throughout the entire story so yeah. if I don't say the word networking from the rest of them just assume it's been going on yeah because this is what it is and you let um, people
1: know we're on now
0: oh yeah. yeah and 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 again I'm now getting to that next level like you know I took my buddy's dealer mm-hmm. now I'm taking the guy he used to get from Right. And then I get from the guy he used to get from and I'm just working my way up the ladder and, and I'm getting the 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 introductions from people that I've known for years. They're safe. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so do you it- have
1: dealers buying from you that are coming out of town? coming from out of town and picking yeah. up and
0: going back to their markets yeah um yeah still within connecticut though mm-hmm. mostly i mean i had a couple met ma- look connecticut mass rhode island yeah throw a stone and hit any one of them from the anywhere. northeast yeah. new england i'm in the eastern corner yeah. i'm uh 15 minutes from mass i'm 30 minutes from rhode island right so yeah there's a few out of towners that uh, professor i had was in boston boston college professor
1: and was he moving work for you was he no, actually no picking he was up a weight? quarter pound only wow. so quarter pounds. you were pounds. still selling small yeah. bags and even I was off still, of 80 pounds. I was
0: still selling Ace to my friends. Jesus. So you just wanted all the money. Well, Rich. well you wanted and, a- but, 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 but again, these are my friends. I wasn't selling Ace. I wasn't, you know, my my dealer, my, mm-hmm. my, my top guys weren't buying Ace from me, yeah. but my
1: buddy, my best friends from high school. So you had a client list uh longer than my it was mother's long. dick. It was I really had big. a phone
0: that you had to scroll.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, so you yeah. always had money out and coming in?
0: Yeah, always had money out, man. Okay. Uh, again, that's another hard task when you have to talk about the kind of money you make mm. because, you know, the money that's out there, you always have money mm. out there. There's Not a dealer in the world that mm. says he's got zero money owed to him.
1: Okay, so how does it, how do we level up? California. OK,
0: I mean, California is happening, you know, networking. what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, networking is going on. I'm hearing of a guy. Uh, hey, there's this supposedly some, uh, uh, you know, guy that gets the weed from Cali. You know, uh, th- this is what he's getting. These are the prices. So I'm like, hmm. I have a friend in Cali, the very friend that dropped me off here today. Mm. Um, I said, hey, man, who do you know? You're in California. You're surrounded by Mexicans. Who do you know? Again, we're still talking Mexican bricky. Okay. A few weeks later, I get a phone call back, and he says, "Hey, I got a guy. Come on out." I come on out, and I meet another Mexican out here now in L.A., California. Um, Yeah, a little town called Paramount. Yeah, he's not there anymore, so I don't close to here. Yep, and um, this is one of the most epic car hauler (laughs) experiences. So, I plan a trip but I got to get money out here. You know, I got to truck the money out. I can't fly in this trip. So Mm. I have now infiltrated the, I'm no longer with United road. Okay. We separate in 2006. I infiltrate the trucking company that my driver, I told you quit my place and went to work for a Houston company. Okay.
1: What does Mm. that mean? Infiltrate. I get them to hire me. Okay. I become an employee
0: to, to dispatch their trucks for my purposes. I see. So my driver's working for him. My driver says, "Hey, I know a really good dispatcher. You guys should check him out. He's a hot shot up in Connecticut. He can dispatch from Connecticut. He don't even have to be here." Yeah. I fly to Houston, meet the guy, set the deal up. I blow him away. I save his IFTA license. He didn't report for like fucking three years. Mm. I fudged it and faked it for three years. Got him out. He and you've got me.
1: a good resume. Oh know, yeah, dude,
0: I'm the man. Spotless and, and,
1: record, and uh, you're moving hundreds of pounds a month.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm the transporter. Yeah, and, you're rich, the transporter. And I'm the transporter in legit freight. Yeah. In the car hauling, yeah. I am somebody, mm. was somebody. But at that time, I am somebody. I mean, I, I've been paid to go on interviews. Mm.
1: How, do you, how do you get the re-up money, the cash? Say you're buying 100 pounds mm. at $400 a piece. It's mm-hmm. 40 grand. How do you get 40 grand in cash? Not a bunch of cash, but too much to take on a plane. How do you get it from Connecticut to the buyer? From the guy no, I'm, I'm sorry, buying from. I'm the, sorry, the, the, the seller. Uh, the seller. Of trucks. Trucks, yeah. Okay, but that's what I mean. Which truck? It, it's- The car haulers. Okay, so you take- So an, I'm, I'm you booking take freight. Em- so you take an empty car hauler.
0: Yeah, I'm in charge of an empty car hauler. I my see. job is to legit load this car hauler with freight. Right. My friend is a driver. Company doesn't know Steve is my friend. Right. Steve refers me. Mm-hmm. I know a guy, but certainly we're not friends. I know him. I get the job. Steve is my friend. Okay. I'm now booking cars in the East Coast that have to go to California, their final destination. And I'm in an enclosed car hauler. We're only hauling high end. Right. You know, we're picking up all on the East Coast, New York, uh, Bentley, picking up Jaguars, Corvettes.
1: Okay. So your driver is your friend. Yep. You will. I'm
0: dispatching him.
1: You will dispatch him Mm -hmm. all over the Eastern Seaboard to pick up luxury cars and send them to Cali. And then he'll meet me. But he's got. The money. The money, the whole time. Yep. I gotcha. have, a, I
0: have a, I have like a uh, fire safe. Yeah. Um So yeah, I mean, uh the freight's going out. you know, money didn't even have to go in the cars. I mean, you could, you could throw oh, the fire box is that right. big. You put right. it under the bed. Sure. Again, if your paperwork's right, your logbook's right. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew when the time, the truck leaving Connecticut, 6am, you must leave my area mm-hmm. at 6am because when you leave at 6am, you miss way scales. You only have to cross two. Denver, which is twenty-four hour, and Utah, which is twenty-four hour. You have to hit those two. Right. But I can
1: drive across the country and not hit one till Denver. So you as a dispatcher know where the truck stop way stations are. We have apps for it. How do you get around that? How do you get around that if you've got an extra hundred pounds on your haul, right? So that that won't put you overweight if
0: that's what you're getting at. That won't put you overweight.
1: What is the what is the what? Uh, triggers like a red flag, like a secondary search.
0: If your paperwork's it, not right,
1: what, and there's a problem with the driver,
0: what? well, like bill of lading's. Wh- who? Where did you pick up these cars? Right. Where are they going? Right. There must be bill of lading. Is you have to carry it as a driver. It's right. It's a requirement. It's not an option.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So you have to show this, and 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 when you show this, and everything checks out, mm-hmm. and your driver's medical card is correct, his yeah. license isn't suspended. Yeah. He's got no violations. His yeah. log book is right. It's is just he like not
1: overweight. Yeah. What's the problem? Right. Exactly. Okay. So this is almost foolproof. <laughs> so tell us about Cali. Yeah. 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 Cali, man. I mean, so, uh,
0: I meet up, uh, with, uh, uh, uh my Mexican connect out here and, uh,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I'm getting 60 pounds starting off small. Cause I don't first time. And, uh, it shows up in 20 pound increments over the course of like five hours.
1: And you're this, just waiting there.
0: Yeah. the, now, look, apparently the cartel will never put a, a full load in the car. I'm sure you've heard this. You have to have heard this. I mean, they don't like to deliver full loads in one shot. They'll send three cars with 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. If you buy 60 pounds, they'll send three cars with 20. Uh, and they'll come at various times. They won't be in a row. Right. It's the same as having them all in the same car. Right, <laughs> right. So that's my first lesson in, okay, this is how they operate. Because in Houston, I put it in order, it would be there right so now we got to get back to the east coast so we finished the deliveries and the cars that we had on san francisco and so on and so forth and then i get a load a straight load of land rovers out of riverside california Mm -hmm. going to rhode island
2: perfect 30 minutes
0: from my house perfect unbelievable yeah 60 pounds get loaded into the land rover on the head rack (laughs) boom coming home nice and i've now set up my Mexican guy out here.
1: So tell us about so that becomes the main connect is the the Mexican cartel from L.A.
0: Yeah, but I don't forget about Shorty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't purchase Mexican bricky from him anymore. But I eventually get into some trading later when the good weed comes in.
1: Okay, tell us about the good weed. Tell us about the money. You know, well, give now, us some
0: to really get into good weed. We got to kind of start getting into some of the Canadian stuff.
1: Okay, tell us about um, dealing with
0: the Canadians. So, you know, my clientele is enormous. Uh, one of my uh, distributors uh, is Greek. He knows a Greek from Montreal. He says, You got to meet this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm house sitting at my neighbor's house next week. Let's try and set something up. So, uh, comes up next week. Come on over. I get there, and there sits Nikki. I meet Nikki for the first time. Mm-hmm. Nikki's got 10 pounds of Kush. But it only it's not cush and it's not good. Because I am an expert, man. I'm a weed guy, man. Mm-hmm. I'm into my weed, right? I know what good weed is. Mm-hmm. I'm just not moving it yet because it's too damn expensive around East right, Coast. There ain't no right. money making there ain't no money so, making. So there. there was
1: no market for the really high end stuff, even in two thousand six. And my the East Coast?
0: people were pushing back on new weed. They wanted the same old, same old it Was safe is oh. what we've been used to. Right, right. And my clientele was older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I tended to hang out with people fifteen to more years older mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. They were my people. So, um, Nick, I I, I meet Nikki and we're talking, and he's trying to push these pounds on me, and I don't want them. But he keeps telling me, "You're not leaving here without them." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." He comes down so low on the price that I have to take him. Yeah, and he doesn't want the money right away. Mm. And he says, "Hey, I got this chick in California. We should maybe talk." Again, about something going on in mm-hmm. California. I know a girl who's hooked up. Now all I know from him, he's from Montreal. All I know. Mm-hmm. Greek from Montreal. So I sell his weed. Now I got his money. And we exchange numbers. Yeah. Now we're in contact. Yeah. And my you know, my other Greek buddy, he's not in the middle. He right. makes an introduction. Right. He understands how it goes. He's a distributor. He ain't looking to make a hundred, you know. Yeah. So now Nikki and I talk. I got the money for him. I show up and I you know, I got it right. Mm. Right. It's correct. It's when I said it was going to be probably sooner. And he goes, let's go to California. And I'm like, okay, he knows I have trucking. Obviously my Greek buddy had told him about me. Right. You know, he's not meeting me just in a random, it's not a random, you know, right. These two probably conspired to, Hey man, let me talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. He's got transport. So, uh, Yeah, I got transport, and he was interested in getting his money out to Cali. Mm -hmm. And in kind of payment for that, he would bring me along to meet his connect. Who was his connect? Athena. She lives in California, and she knows everybody. But he also knows a guy from Long Island who now lives in California, and he knows guys too. But he's talking to me about Athena. I take, I I think I took 120000 of my money and he probably took sixty or eight. He definitely took less than me. And uh, I package it up, get it shipped, book another load of cars, money's going out. A couple of days later, I fly, we fly separately. He, he shows up a day before me. He's at Athena's house, I land, gives me directions, I go. So we go in, we start planning. Hey, so what are, you know, what are we doing? I got transport, you got the weed, let's start getting it going. Uh she what hooks us up. What kind of weed up. is it? So she hooks us up with OG indoor, okay. which okay. is the God. Right. The God. We're still paying in L. A. in nineteen, or I mean, in 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 two thousand and change, twenty six hundred for indoor pounds. Right,
1: and that's that's the best price. That's a wholesale price, and you can't buy fifty or hundred pounds no, of OG. No, you get like ten of those,
0: and you got to see like three guys to get ten. Right, right, and you got to see three out of those three guys. Two of them are shady. That's right, exactly. And <laughs> so that's get ten mar- pounds, and
1: that's how the market was. There was no in between. It was either Mexican brick weed for four hundred bucks. Yeah or the highest quality yeah. indoor fire looks like a yeah. different thing. doesn't even look like this plant. From I smoke Mexico. OG to, to the sky, And day. that was like it's 3,000 a pound wholesale. Yes. Retail yeah. would go for yeah. 6,000.
0: Yep. yep. So you we, picked up from her. Yeah. We, we ended up with 15 pounds in total of yep. that. But then now we go to meet the New York connect, um. Ronnie. Ronnie is Nikki's friend who lives out here now. So we're going to go up there and we're looking to buy 80 pounds. We have enough money to buy 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. We're hearing we can get $1,400 pounds of Northern California shit delivered to Simi Valley. Wow. Well, an hour and a half, two hour ride from Tunghunga if I had, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. We get right off the highway, man. We meet at a plaza with a chilies in it, a couple of Mexican restaurants. And uh, the deal was no one takes my money. And it leaves my sight. Mm-hmm. I need money and product in the same room. Are you clear? Mm-hmm. three days earlier?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: five days earlier? Are you clear? Oh yeah, are you clear? Oh yeah. So we get there, and he wasn't so clear. It was, I need to take your hundred and fucking forty thousand whatever the hell it was, one hundred and forty thousand dollars down the street for a little while, and then I'll come back. I look at Nick and I say, "Nope,
4: mm-hmm. not doing it mm." Mm-hmm.
0: Ronnie goes, Whoa. And you know, you can see his face because he stands to make a lot of money on this. And I'm watching this cocktail of like confusion go on in his face where he's just like, What do I do? I can't let this blow up. So he starts off, How about my license, man? I'll give you my license. (laughs) Your license. Yeah,
1: it's a tough thing. Your license for $140,000. Your license.
0: Yeah, I'm going to really be able to get you Mm -hmm. with this. He finally takes Nick aside, has a little conversation with him, and Ronnie drives off. And Nick tells me he's going to get his five-year-old daughter. He's going to go bring her here for us to hold on to so that he knows he's serious and he's not, so so that we know he's not going to rip him off. And I remember looking, we're in a Chili's parking lot, man. I I rented a Caddy DeVille if it wasn't creepy enough. Uh, I got a five-year-old in my back seat. I gotta like play like hide and seek with and like little games on my <laughs> phone. I'm trying to make her so comfortable and she's like, Where's my daddy? And you know, Nick is sitting there like this is and he's just like rolling through his phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Scumbags. I'm trying to make this Poor girl just like yeah. I wanted her to feel so I, I yeah. have I
1: have kids, right? Yeah,
0: I have a child.
1: Right. Are you married be- with a kid at this point?
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah, gotcha. I mean, yeah. I met my wife out of high school, so we've wow. been together this whole time. And your wife
1: knows about what's going on? Yeah, I mean, she sees it, she, sees she finds stacks of cash in the house? Well, she loves that. Yeah. You know, she
0: loves, you know, how much money can I spend today? Right. You know, she loves that.
1: Right, right. Of course. Of course right. Who doesn't? So, and uh, where are you, what are you doing about with the money? Like, how are you keeping, on your end, in Connecticut... How are you keeping yourself safe? Do you have stash houses where you keep the product? Do you yeah, have, um,
0: I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there in about two weeks from the story right here. Okay. It, it's going to explode okay. here and I, and I'm in stratosphere and I don't even, I'm so busy now.
1: How many pounds a month are you moving on an average month? How right many now
0: I'm buying a hundred pounds uh, anywhere I go. Right. I'm buying a hundred, like a hundred is the start off point. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, Nikki's in it too. So if I'm buying a hundred, he might be getting 30, 40. Right. So you uh, might be
1: hauling 150, yeah. maybe 200 pounds. Oh yeah. Time. But
0: we got the car hauler gig, man. This right. is, this
1: is no, this is no problem. So how many runs are you doing a month? How many times are you making a, a load like this?
0: At this point, probably twice. Not, well, not probably. It, it, I was out there again in two weeks yeah. after this one, you know, the kid came back with the weed. We mm-hmm. gave him his daughter back. Everything's great. High five. And next time the meeting was, Better. Yeah. The guy who didn't want to meet us said, "Come to our house." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every time after that got easier. Yeah. Uh, garage meet. Here's the product. Here's so, the and money. So,
1: and now you're so now your Cali Connect. You've got your Cali Connect. It's Mexican weed, but it's. Better quality, or what is the difference? Well, the the oh, you're buying Northern California, yeah. The Ronnie stuff
0: is great. We're talking Blue Dream. We're talking Shipwreck. Back in the day, we're talking
1: Chem Dog. Right. So this is like this is the shit that I was. This is the first time. This is like outdoor, yeah, tally weed, but looks like indoor. It's really high quality. You're getting it for cheap. People back home have not even seen it. No, and they think it's indoor. Like I remember, I used to send bricks. Exactly, I used to send bricks. Uh, of outdoor that i would buy and, and i would just call it oh yeah this is some uh greenhouse greenhouse this is some light, greenhouse stuff. now
0: now it's light depth i got it, some
1: light depth exactly <laughs> Shut and, up. and they would lose their minds on the east coast because yeah. this was the first time they were getting introduced to west coast cali Dude,
0: fire weed this i told you i was slow and steady for a lot of years yeah this is where that becomes that's history okay all right great <sighs> this is this is nut job money just I couldn't even tell you how much I made. Don't even ask wow. me. So off of a, you can uh, ask me. I'll guess, but I probably can't really tell you.
1: Okay, so let's just do the math. Yeah, uh, say a hundred pound run. You paid. I'm f- fourteen hundred.
0: Yeah, fourteen. I get it down to twelve eventually. We're down. Wow. We're, we're down to twelve, Holy and I'm getting shit. it delivered to Simi Valley. Yeah, we're using Tahunga as a drop spot. Yeah, but we need a warehouse because Athena is. Uh, Hang on, but
1: what are you flipping it on the East Coast? Oh, a pound oh, you bought for twelve hundred oh bucks,
0: three grand plus. Wow. I had four thousand dollar buyers. Wow. But look, that was the the black cherry cush, you know, the high, you know, the most beautiful of the eighty or hundred pounds that you comes in that duffel uh, big garbage bag. Yeah.
1: The best ones. And is your client list growing? Is your client list always growing, or do you finally start to like get rid of the people who aren't really working for you? So working that well.
0: I now have to transition my people to yeah, my clientele is yes, there it's growing. I'm now reaching a new group. I'm reaching the the high end people now which right. I wasn't reaching before. Mm-hmm. I was I was Mexican Brickies. Right. But now I have to convert all those cuz I'm not buying Mexican Brickies for a while. I haven't seen Shorty.
2: Mm-hmm. Not
0: seeing my Mexican guy mm-hmm. in Paramount anymore. Right. So I'm now switching to high end and I have to switch everybody over. So Again, I'm still probably triple profiting. I'm still probably tripling my money.
1: Who are and, and how much are the uh, how much are your best distributors picking up? If you bring back a hundred pounds,
0: yeah. So I really ramped them up, man. I mean, uh, my my big guys are minimum 10, 20 pounds. Yeah. I mean, they you know, and they're moving it. Yeah, they're moving it. I mean, some guys are slower than others, but you know, you got a couple thoroughbreds in there that right. that, are, that surprise you,
1: and they're taking it back to their markets, and they're giving it to guys who are then taking it to their even. More remote yeah.
0: markets. At this point, I'm in the six figures of just money owed to me. Right. I mean, i I mean my 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 list, you know, you try not to keep lists, but mm-hmm. you can't help it when you got forty fucking people on it. Yeah.
1: That's like a million dollars in revenue almost a month. It's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, we're just scratching the surface. I mean, this is the beginning. This is when I start losing the concept of money.
1: Right. You know, okay, so where where are you keeping your money? What are you doing with it?
0: So I'm making so much of it, man. Um, Nikki says, uh, my people up north need a warehouse. The warehouse just got popped in the Albany area around 09. Albany, New York. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're looking for a new warehouse. I went to one of my distributor's house that night to drop off some weed. And there's a kid sitting in his living room that's buying weed from him. He says he has a warehouse for rent. I mean, this is how, I didn't even ask him yet. So I'm now got a warehouse because the people up north need it. And I'm getting my Cali weed. I'm getting hundreds of pounds out of Cali. I'm probably done three trip before this Mm. warehouse deal comes up. Nikki is impressed as fuck because I got transport. He just Mm. gets to fly around and make money and hang out with me.
1: How does Nikki, the Greek, uh, the Canadian, mm-hmm. how does he make money out of all this?
0: Because he's buying his own pounds gotcha. for cheap. And he's got, distri- he's got distribution Cape Cod. He's got New okay. York. He's got long Island.
1: Okay. So how <laughs> does the, what about the Canadians? How do they come in? How do they fit into this right here? Okay.
0: The warehouse. I got the warehouse literally the next day without question. The mm-hmm. next day, and Nikki and I go look at it. He gives it the approval, calls mm-hmm. his people up North and by his people, I mean the other Greeks he knows. That's all. They're just Greeks to me. Um, He knows a big shot because a woman he buys weed from in Montreal, his husband, her husband is connected.
1: Mm. Tell us about the Montreal family that you are going to tell us how you ended up working for them. Who is the Montreal, the Montreal mafia? They have very entrenched Sicilian, Calabrian.
0: Yes. Italian.
1: mafia families they are in the Montreal.
0: smuggling family i mean okay. you know when you when you when you bring it down to the early days i mean it's them right this is their thing this is what they do
1: they've been running since prohibition yeah. those a lot of those early canadian mafia families got rich running booze into america
0: um i know some of those guys wow yeah um, well surely not, not many guys, stories
1: probably dead now but so the, so the connect
0: in in uh, Montreal is is another Greek, uh, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just called him Old Man," because he was fucking old. Uh, he's, he was old man, and uh, old man was an old-time smuggler way back in the alcohol days, uh, and he was a smuggling guru, and I learned a lot from him, and uh, he took me out of his wing. but so anyways, the, the, the warehouse deal was they needed a place to unload tractor trailers of weed. Wow. They were doing it in Albany. Albany got torched. Something happened. So they need a new place. I get a one in Connecticut. They're like, fuck it. Three more hours. No big deal. They were getting legit freight out of Montreal coming down into within five miles of my warehouse. Mm. Like they got a home run and wow. they would bring the weed in um, fuel tanks.
1: Wow. So these are real international. This is the first time that I'm like, whoa. This is the, this is the cartel for Canadians. <laughs> this is the Canadian cartel.
0: I'm getting 235 pounds twice a week wow. out of fuel tanks. And they have a brilliant, brilliant hiding space. It's brilliant. Later, we'll talk about it.
1: No, let's talk now. now. Yeah. Let's
0: talk about it. <laughs> we're Beautiful. on the podcast. <laughs> okay. We're in fuel tanks. They buy extra wide fuel tanks to carry more fuel. But the key is when a truck goes through the border, it goes through an x ray. We all know this, right? right? But what most people don't know is there's a section of the X-ray, which where you're sitting, that constitutionally, they're not allowed to X-ray a human being driver. They would have to take him out if there was any um, reasonable suspicion to remove him to X-ray the truck without him in it. But when you just go through it as a driver, they omit the section. Where of, your body is. was that wide. Right. So we pushed mm-hmm. the tanks forward. And when I say we, I mean they. So, so they actually the tanks forward, and they wow. hollow it out, and they right. weld it, and they put a brilliant hide spot. Oh my! It takes. God. I mean, I learned to do it. I was the unpacker, and I had to repack with. We money. used to use wood. Yeah, yep. So we have a little square about this big that went on the fuel tank, and we put a "do not step" sticker on it. Okay, and the way we made it look like we weren't changing it all the time is. We would have, we would take sand and wood ash, and we would take the undercarriage spray that you put on your car, like their undercarriage yeah. Rhino liner bullshit, yeah. which the whole tank was coated in. Yeah, we would recoat the top and use sand and wood ash and blow it all over the sticky yeah. undercarriage spray we had just sprayed to give it the road-worn Make look. Make it look used. It can't be brand new. Right, of course not. Just like smoking, you can't have brand new bolts right. going through hide spots. They got to be rusty and, you know, wow. you can't put brand new bolts in. Holy Everyone sees the brand new sh- bolt, you know, it was just fucked with.
1: Wow. Okay, so you, so how long does it take to get this operation to where the the Greeks, who are essentially working for the Italians right, but in I don't Montreal, know it. did you ever meet them? Did you ever meet the bosses? <laughs> I got to preface something.
0: I don't know who the bosses are during this time. I don't know that I'm dealing with, you know, a, fa- a fall loss from the Rizzuto family. I right. don't know that. No one's saying right. names up there. They're they're telling stories of smuggling, but right. not for whom. Right.
1: And the Rizzutos were to Canada what the Gambino family was 100%. to the U.S.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um,
1: the most entrenched mafia in Canadian
0: history. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the smuggling was their forte. Wow.
1: So And and by the way, where – so they would get you 250 pounds twice a week. Not for me. I wasn't buying this weed. Okay. I was a distributor.
0: I I was a uh, receiving. I was shipping and receiving, brother. I'm, I'm the transporter. I'm shipping and receiving. I receive the weed in the tractor trailer. I bring it into the warehouse. I take it out. I package it. Put this one in this duffel bag. Put a red ribbon on it. That goes to Cleveland. Put this pile in this duffel bag. Put a yellow ribbon on it. That one goes to Philly. Wow. So at first, I'm only getting paid. By the way, I tell the Canadians I'm paying double for the warehouse. They say <laughs> they'll cover the pay yeah. for the warehouse. So I'm making twelve hundred a month just on rent. I'm paying twelve hundred. I tell them it's twenty four. Yeah, I got a warehouse. You can bring a tractor trailer in, and do a U turn and come back out. How big is that warehouse? That's big as fuck for twelve hundred. Wow. The guy was underwater with taxes.
1: So that how are you? Yeah. So you're they've got. The Canadian mob has got distributors all they, over the U.S. Yep, and your this, job is just to take the work, yep. organize it for each market, yep, and then some Canadian guy comes and gets it from me, and he goes and delivers it. Oh, so you don't even have to put it on your trucks? No, it's all local
0: there. now. I mean, oh, it's wow. all coming into Connecticut now, out of Canada. Wow, California has slowed down for me because I don't have the time. I don't have two weeks, yeah, to give to California at this moment, and Athena. Wants me out there.
1: So are you making more? How much are you
2: making? I'm making stupid money. But how much per I get per
0: paid $6,000 to unload a truck and to put it into bags and bring it to a safe house to hold it, Think, which is only six miles away. At this point now, I'm renting a little mobile home.
1: Okay. And that's the safe house.
0: Yep. I'm just storing weed in it only. This, this particular customer I'm getting all this weed from, they're taking 235 pounds about every other week. We'll call them the Massachusetts customers. Good everybody's name in this organization, they were called something like maybe we had a Jonathan account. Anybody you met was Jonathan. Yeah. This is the Jonathan account. Uh huh. So that's all you knew. And who are these
1: guys? Are they white? Are they Italian? Are they, Uh, these ones specifically
0: Canadian? These are white people from the central Massachusetts area, Worcester, Massachusetts area.
2: Yeah.
1: Kind of a hard hitting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, you know, rough and tumble town. Gotcha. So, yeah. so you're, you're simply the one you're shipping and receiving and making $12,000 a week, you know, just doing that, just getting it ready for, you don't even have to traffic it.
0: As a transporter, Holy all you care shit, about is great cost, gig. All you care about is cost per mile as a trucker. What are you making? Right. Four bucks a mile, make it five bucks a mile. Right.
1: Right. I was
0: making like a thousand dollars a mile. Yeah. A thousand dollars a mile to traffic in my town.
1: Now, are you still moving your own work? As yeah, you're also, so, yeah, yeah. Shit. So
0: I have still got weed coming in. Like I'm now getting some weed from Canada as well. Nico's bringing it. Uh, Nico, Nikki's bringing yeah, it down.
1: Right. How is and Nikki getting it in?
0: So there's so um, he's getting it in through the border um, uh, up in um, there's a casino. There's two towns: there's Cornwall and Messina. Messina mm-hmm. is in New York. Cornwall's in Canada. There's an Indian reservation there. Ah. And there's one specific little town. It's a little peninsula where the Canadian border goes through it. Yeah. There's tunnels. Yeah. There's people who live there that are on the take. Totally. Who drive to work every day and bring pounds yeah. of meat across the border. Okay.
1: And that's how a guy who's picking up like 30 to 50, not a huge trafficker, yes. but you yeah. know, somebody who's moving yeah. mom and pop operations.
2: Yeah. That's so, how they
1: do it. And there's less law enforcement because it's Indian land
0: absolutely and there's a lot of it you can drive right. for 10 15 minutes and not be out of it
1: and it's so remote so remote. i
0: live remote this is really remote this isn't is like you know a little bit west of the adirondacks so it's remote
2: yeah yeah there's yeah. like
0: one gas station and one blinking light
2: wow yeah so
0: and what were the other ways those w- are the bikers the bikers controlled okay. the casinos interesting so they were coming down um they were coming delivering weed. Um, I'm getting a name for myself now in in uh, in, in uh, Montreal because the drivers who deliver the weed, they love my spot. They like me. okay, I'm professional. When they show up, I'm there to whip the doors open. There's no dicking around. Yeah. there's no waiting land. like I'm the transporter. you know I make sure that these guys are taken care of. I know how to do this.
1: So you have basically a quarter ton of weed every week going in and out of this warehouse yeah plus i don't know And it's getting
0: distributed all the way down to south carolina north carolina
2: unbelievable and philadelphia
0: ohio uh new york new jersey connecticut rhode island mass vermont uh several locations in new york yeah um yonkers the the city uh, the island but i'm not distributing it yet but i'm getting a
1: name for myself how did they trust you how did, how did the mob you know, in, in Montreal, how were you the guy? Was it this the, the word of Nico? Yeah. Uh Nikki. Nikki.
0: Uh Nikki introduces me to old man and I impressed the shit out of old man. Yeah. I literally become the golden goose, as they called me. That was their nickname for me, which is kind of uh uh-huh. says it all. But um I mean, I'm doing this now for probably two or three months. And uh, every now and again, a Canadian may get hemmed up at the border, and he can't come down to make a delivery. Hey, Rich, would you mind? Time out. Nobody knew my real name. Uh, Nobody ever said, hey, Rich. It was Andy back then. Okay. Okay. Um, even with Nick, by the way, we need to preface that. No Canadian ever knew my real name. Mm-hmm. I would do a couple loads. Yeah, I'd take a load down to New York City for you. No yeah. problem. You know, They, they, they throw me you know, a thousand bucks. And then it'd be two loads and three loads. And the Canadians were really sloppy coming down here. They were sloppy. They're out of the country. They're coming into our neighborhood with Canadian plates. Uh, they're all drug addicts and alcoholics. They're partying at hotels with the doors wide open, mm. double parking. And, I mean, you know, it's just unprofessional. Mm. So I literally knock all of them out. They're all gone now. Nobody from Canada come down to distribute anymore. I'm doing that. Still got some guys coming down picking up cash, but I eventually knock all them out. Now I'm distributing the the weed, and now weeks later I'm going back and pick up the cash to the tune of about I'm like bringing, I'm picking up a million dollars every two weeks in in product or cash cash from the product. So you never got paid when you delivered,
2: right? You never you, delivered gotta when you got to wait until it gets sold, right?
0: Yep. Uh, a lot of it was pre bought,
2: mm-hmm. prepaid.
0: You know, um, the the mass account they would prepay. Yeah, I would get their money first. <laughs> the master account was great. They would so pay you, me to not deliver to them. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. They don't want strangers in, in their town. They would pay me to have a safe place for them to come get it oh, from me. Wow, at my safe house trailer. Wow.
1: So you would <laughs> and so you would take this cash, sometimes up to a million bucks, for various pickups. Collect right. You collect it all. You put how much literally a million dollars more like how much um, would,
0: more i mean i was, was now, the most money you
1: ever put into a tractor trailer to send back to canada oh uh, and how do you
0: 1.5 it, million holy shit and and then the trailer thing got busted okay it, the tractor right. trailer thing ended okay uh, we got about a summer and a half we got about seven months out of that
1: right and that's just ha- what happened but that's
0: seven months of two loads a week yeah 235 pounds so do the math It's like 10 hundred million pounds
1: yeah i don't i don't know about that but look <laughs> just kidding it's yeah it's a it's a lot of it's she, one route made the millions of dollars now it gets yeah, so distributing
0: all that and then going back and picking up all the money from anywhere from like i said vermont all the way to north carolina i, yeah. I would deliver and then weeks later go back and get money
1: so you would go down to those markets and get the money oh yeah so oh, if okay I, so if you, i dropped off this. there on
0: monday of this week i would come back two weeks later to get
1: paid Okay, so not that three weeks, right? Right. You know, okay. Wow. So how many spots?
2: And at I was a time? doing a lot of those. Um, hang, on,
1: hang on, Rich. Let me ask these. Uh, you're, you're talking sorry. over me here, buddy. I got to get this detail because it's it. very intricate, and I want the people at home to understand. You're Good. taking. You're at the apex of. You're the first hands that touch the loads when they the get across the border. Yeah. How many at a time in one load? Two hundred
0: and thirty-five.
1: Great. Stop right there. Two hundred thirty pounds. Yeah. How many markets? How many cities? They might
0: get split into four duffel bags, going to four different places.
1: Great. So fifty pounds of New York,
0: Philly, Ohio, North Carolina, and you're
1: taking them to all those places.
0: And I'm how are you putting them on your car? This is car stuff. Okay, so you're sending drivers. I'm doing most of this, and you yourself are driving. Yes. It comes to a point when I can't do it alone anymore, and I recruit three good friends of mine. Okay, and we're busy. We're busy. Wow, <laughs> I mean, I'm still making plans to get back to California. I have to re up for my people. Right. Nick's not bringing down nearly enough for me.
1: I'm taking all of his stuff, and he's starving his clients. Wow. So your business is almost falling by the wayside because you're so busy right. running. So
0: I hire guys, and I'm still going to Cali at this point with my trucks. I'm doing that with Athena, without Nikki now.
1: Okay, so you're. I've sending- I've now taken his two connects. Hang on, Rich. So you're sending your yep. drivers for the Canadians yep. to all these different cities. Yeah. Are, do they have spotter drivers? Like, and, and what does and, the economics look like? No. How much
0: do they get paid? At this point, I'm not running spotter drivers. I'm running white guys in cars.
1: <laughs> That's about all you and, need. <laughs> uh,
0: and you know, whenever you put more than one white guy in a car, you know, every time you add a person, you add the element of what the fuck are these guys doing? Yeah. So one guy driving out of Connecticut, and keep in mind, New England, man, you can drive through three states in an hour. Yeah. So right. to be in New York and have Connecticut plates, no one's it's looking not at a big you. Deal. It's not like Illinois having Connecticut plates. Right. You can't right. drive through Illinois with Connecticut plates. You can get them pulled over. Right. right. Ohio's the same way.
1: Right. So would you? Uh, I, now?
0: The, I, I, I'm paying them like a grand, two grand, depending on the distance. Right. You know, maybe I took to North Carolina, right? Maybe I took that one. I'd send another guy to Cleveland, send another guy to, right, you know.
1: And then how much are you making per load? Say if it's a load of 235 so now, pounds, how much are you making off of each pound?
0: Well, I'm, I'm getting paid for the delivery. Like there's like a, a fee for the delivery. Okay. Uh, the cash, uh, I'm getting paid 2%. So if I'm picking up 100,000, I'm getting 2,000 bucks just to drive to Philly and pick up money
1: and come okay. back. Okay, interesting.
0: But I'm doing this stuff. I mean, I don't think I had back-to-back days off i mean honestly
2: yeah
0: i mean uh, honestly yeah. at, at this point now i'm full board. i'm like at my house a few days mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. you know and you know that's tough
2: right yeah. i mean that's
0: tough so i'm now squeezing in cali runs right bringing home hundreds of pounds for me through the truck while my boys are delivering stuff doing pickup doing money pick up storing mm-hmm. things i was also storing the money okay yeah where would you store the money so now I rent another house for money. I have the trailer for the weed. I rent another house for the money like a legit house now yeah. Uh, and that was also meant for my driver to sleep in. Uh-huh. I wanted him to have a place to stay near yeah. me. Uh, so money's being stored there and um, I also have to count and organize and kind of like we're doing with the weed you know we put a yeah. certain thing going to certain places. yeah. Um, in the beginning, all the money was going up north. And then one time I picked up 100 uh, 1. 1.5 million collected it all counted it and they said only send 400,000 back keep 1.1 1. 1. we're doing something else with that down there.
1: And who are you taking orders from in this is Canada? Still, this
0: is still old man. Oh, this is still old man. Okay. Yep. But I'm about to get the call that somebody wants to meet me.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I don't have a passport yet. I'm 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 in I'm in the states, man. I'm yeah. I'm a states guy. You uh-huh. know? I, get a passport? Yeah. So I do and I get up there and uh now I'm face to face. I had never met old man.
1: You go up to Montreal?
0: Yeah. So now I'm up in Montreal because I'm being called up. Somebody wants to meet me.
1: Wow. You're getting summoned by the literally bosses.
0: Literally. Wow. Now and this is because of the Mass account. I told you about them the earlier. The Mass account, they were the Massachusetts big, account. They're big distributors. They were 20. There a lot of time that full Truckload from Canada was for them.
1: All going to them.
0: All going wow. to them. So there were times when it was going to. And like I said, I only moved that six mile. They came and got it for me, and I got yeah. paid the same as if I went to Philly for it. Wow. Okay. So good account. I go to Canada. I mean, <laughs> I'm like a rock star up there, and I'm not trying to be facetious or sound like a douchebag yeah. when I say that. But I mean, they had a problem before me and I cured it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't even realize my value at the moment. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm still a little naive. I'm going to say that. Okay. So what was that like? Like, did you meet, I mean, do you go into little Italy in Montreal and yeah, so I go, um, old man has a place right in St.
0: Catherine, uh, which would eventually become my third, the third floor become my apartment. Uh, I'm, I'm staying with old man and, uh, while I'm in town mm-hmm. and we're just telling stories. He's, he's teaching me about all these things, the and different it, ways that they smuggle and wow. all this operation and how oh long my. far back it goes. And he's really bringing me in.
1: Okay. Tell us what are some of the, what was like the enlightening smuggling techniques he was telling you about? Well, okay. Well, well, so, um,
0: they do it every way boats. Motorcycles, bicycles, on foot, quads, car trunks, uh, tractor trailers, jet engines, uh, legit freight, shingles, uh, lumber. And all the various locations are controlled by various groups. Uh-huh. You know, um, And I learned about the Italians for the first time. These are the people that called to meet me because right. something was said about me by the mass account that I wasn't aware of. So I go up.
1: Now, can you tell us a little more about the structure really quick? Yep. So you have all of these different groups controlling different routes and methods of smuggling. Are they working for the Italians? Yes. they're. Well, Or, or like who's and who's growing the weed up there, by the way? All yeah. this is a huge quantity. Yeah, it's a huge. Who's actually, what's the manufacturing up there at this time?
0: I, I'm going to be straight up. I'm, I don't know the answer to that. Oh, okay. I'm not involved in where did you get the weed?
2: Right. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm a transporter. Okay.
0: I care not about where. I care yeah. how I'm going to get it there. Yeah. And, you know, they're not looking to divulge everything, mm-hmm. and I'm not asking either. Um, We we uh, jump in the car, and he goes, I'm going to take you down to meet somebody you're going to meet. You're going to meet Frankie. I said, all right, Frankie. We meet at his bar. Beautiful bar. I mean, like, just too nice mm-hmm. for a bar that has nobody ever in it.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah.
0: mean? Beautiful waitress, a beautiful waitress, beautiful bartender. I mean, this is, you know, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I meet, there's six other men in the room, five and me, six of us in the room. Okay. Five and me. Uh, there's players from the bikers. There's players from the Italians and there's players from the Greeks. Okay. And, uh, They all want to meet me because I've been moving their product unbeknownst to me. I don't know I'm moving biker's products. I don't know I'm moving Italian products. I don't I don't care. Right. So they start, we start kind of planning, hey, you know, we got to kind of work together in this thing. You're in the States, we're up here, let's sort of figure out a way. Let's maybe start a business. Like maybe we should, you know, we have this jet engine that's loaded with copper and lead, X ray secrecy right a jet engine what a jet engine a legit engine off of a jet Uh uh-huh maybe like a i mean it fits on a tractor trailer it takes a tractor trailer to carry it around right they have one they bought it and it's got so much room in it Mm -hmm. and it's lead you're driving right through the x-ray right there's lead right so we're talking about me opening up a jet engine repair right jet engine service on the states
2: and the states yeah, right? yeah. i already have the warehouse let's right. just
0: blow out an llc yeah uh-huh. what the fuck you know yeah um so i meet the me up there i meet the trucker up there he's the brains up there i'm the brains down uh-huh. here we instantly are like game recognizes the game really. uh-huh. good to meet yeah. you
1: and who was that guy?
0: He's the guy with the trucks with the fuel tanks.
1: Okay, and 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 was he a Greek, Italian, a biker? Who was he? He
0: was under the Italian's thumb. I don't know what his nationality necessarily right. was. but okay. he was on the Italians' team. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess we can call it that. So we do our discussions, and uh, the biker guy. Um, his stuff was about to start coming to me in trunks of cars. The uh, truck had gotten popped. The, the tractor trailer truck got popped leaving my warehouse one day uh, in, uh, just before the border. But it was empty. I didn't put cash in at that time. They told me not to. Oh, just random. Wow. It got popped. Shaky driver got, po- got caught with the receipts. Why are you putting in, why are you stopping so many times for fuel when you have a fuel tank that large? You right. Can, you can make it from here to the Mississippi with that tank, brother. Why Wait, are you stopping three uh-huh. times even here in Montreal? Right. Popped. But nobody got hurt. There's no work. Just, it was just yeah. an empty stash. They just found the trap. Just found the trap? Yeah. yeah. So now that weed's still got to get to me, but we can't use trucks anymore. So now it's, <laughs> it's getting trunked to me, bro. Mm. Trunks of cars, man. You know, 1999 Buick LeSabre's. Sketchy fucking people driving it. Yeah, and I'm they, meeting people at Applebee's. Yeah, switching cars. You know, they go in to eat. I go in to eat. They give me their keys. I take their car to my safe house, yeah. unload it, bring the car back. They go home.
1: And that hey, doesn't that freak you out a little bit? Because like these are drug addicts. Like who would be taking that kind of risk? And they're not getting paid a lot of money. You know, like uh, that seems that seems amateur. Honestly, I mean, honestly.
0: There were some regular people. There was a husband, wife, and a child that would come down and yeah. I loved them because they were just like me. Mm. Um, but yeah, we got some shady. When we had an 80 year old man. Wow. That would come down to the casino all the time. And we were taking loads out of his spare tires. I mean, at this point, man, I'm getting, I'm getting four five, 600 pounds a week. Oh, wow. It's,
1: So it's a constant flow of drivers. It's a constant
0: flow of weed coming in and money pickups. It's every day, all the time, Mm -hmm. I'm doing something.
1: And how would you get the cash back into Canada? What was the most common way of
0: doing that? Trunks of cars. Yeah. So we leaned on the bikers in the casinos because the trucking thing had lost its way. So we were leaning on them and the bikers were slightly sloppier. Wow. After the meeting that we had, I was said, now we're going to go and meet the guy that actually wanted to meet you. That wasn't the meeting that I went to, that okay. I just told you about. That right. wasn't the meeting. Okay. There's another one. So we go to another town in, in Montreal, and we go to a restaurant. And I had always heard four brothers. What is that? Four brothers. The, the four brothers. The four brothers are doing this. The four brothers are doing mm-hmm. that. And what I found out, it wasn't four brothers. It was two brothers and two brothers. Two and two. They just called them the four brothers.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know who they are yet. Apparently the Massachusetts account had sent word to Canada that you better not ever send anybody other than Andy slash rich. Yeah. We love him. He's what we want. He's American. He's smooth. He's on time. Mm -hmm. He's legit. Everything works out. Always. The money's right. When I package money, I package it a specific way. Mm. My rubber bands are done in a way. And their banker was the same way. I never met their banker, but we would have been buddies. He Mm -hmm. was OCD like I was. Mm -hmm. So I sit down at the table, and I'm sitting in front of this guy. I know him by nicknames. And uh, I know he's above me. He's above my guys. But I don't know he's the guy. I don't know. I don't know I'm at the table having conversations with the guy. Who's the guy? The
1: boss. The boss. The boss of bosses. At that time. Of the Calabrian at that time family, his yes, he is
0: the guy. His father had just been killed, literally around this time. Mm. I could maybe even have been one of the times I was up there. Wow, it was that that was that time, and I was there a lot then. And the basic gist of the meeting was, "You're doing great, but I have a problem." And I go, "What's the problem?" And he goes, "Well, they tell me that you're talking about California." And I go, okay. Their driver might say, hey, you ever gone to California before? Sure, I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get weed out there sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah, so do we. Apparently, every time I said anything, this guy was running right back to his boss and telling him everything. And that boss was telling him, and my guy was basically telling me, stop talking Mm -hmm. to these guys. Even though you're not saying anything, their boss thinks you're trying to horn in on their California stuff. Mm. And my boss is thinking I'm trying to get pieces off of his customer without him getting a piece. Right. He thinks maybe I could be making a side deal right. with mass guys.
1: I was going to say, cause you could, you were in the position of course. To where you could take all their clients. That was happening. Oh, so you were taking some of their distributors. I don't know. I mean, look, I might've done it. I was helping some people move stuff. Right. Yeah. Because think about it. It's like you got a line on better weed than the Canadian weed. You got Cali fire now. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just start? And Canada? weed is pretty good. Dude. Right, but it but it was it was Canadian weed was on its way to being completely pushed out cuz by 2008, 2009, that's when I started mm-hmm. sending California and Oregon product out to the east. Oh, and, you came east. Correct. And and by 2013, 2014, I mean the prices were coming down on the yeah. east coast so fast because everybody was doing yeah. it because that was the only way to make money and now I don't think there's any market for Canadian bud on the the east coast anymore so no. these guys are this guy was you know the boss in Canada saw it coming I
0: don't know it and um, I just know he's my boss yeah but I certainly don't think for one second at this time that he's the guy who he is uh, again I don't know his real name mm-hmm. at the time I know nicknames yeah. I get handed my first BlackBerry and my first jammer at this meeting. Wow. What's a jammer? Um, a jammer is a device that we could put in this room right now and turn it on. And it gives us a bubble of protection uh, where you can't be uh, hacked. You can't, your phone can't be, it's a literal protection. It's like a little mini EMP is kind of the best way to. Wow. So that's like
1: these, these Canadians. These guys are for real. The BlackBerry real. is encrypted.
0: This is, this is encrypted. There's there's passwords in, passwords out. Yeah. To receive one, you have to put a password in. To send one, you must put a password in. And because of this technology, which gets wiped about every three to four minutes from several different servers all across the world. Yeah. That's how this works. This is a banking system from Europe. This isn't new. Right. Uh, this started from banking, and, mm-hmm. and they just took it. All of our mm-hmm. phones came from Europe. You can't get them here. Yeah. And um, they would put in everyone's nicknames and hand the blackberries out. Uh, My nickname at this point was given to me by the boss and I'm the lion. The lion. And um, are you, do you know what that reference is? Are you familiar with who the lion is? No. The lion was the first cocaine smuggler for Pablo Escobar to bring cocaine into Miami. Yes. Yes. I didn't know who the lion was when I was given the name. Did not know until I watched narcos on television.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) Honest to God truth, man. Wow. So yeah. you're you're a member of the family almost. You're you're not a made guy but you're an associate of the most powerful I'm plotting mafia and planning. in Canada. Yeah. You've got a direct line to them with this encrypted phone. And here's the crazy stuff.
0: The big boss is now communicating with me. Skipping Marco and uh Marcus and Frankie. And the old guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, old guy and Frankie with <sighs> the bar. Okay. No, no, I'm still communicating with them.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But Apparently this guy is a hands-on type of guy. Mm. So we're now communicating. I got three people communicating with me.
1: Okay. So take us, move us forward. Mm -hmm. What do you, what pack did you guys come to while you're up there? Like, what did you guys agree to and how did that expand the business?
0: uh, How my trucking company was going to work for them. Um, You know, but mostly it was money. How much am I making to do this? Okay. And, and, you know, what are you expecting of me to earn that money? Yeah. Um, so now I am in charge of receiving everything coming in, collecting all the money, storing it, separating it, banking it, distributing it. It's it's nonstop and, and, and I'm getting more and more responsibility. And they're about to pop the question on me with the 1.1 million that they told me to hang on to or do something else with. Yeah. That was for Cali Coke. Now they want me to switch. Wow. We need help here. Wow. All right. My personality is when you need me, I want to come through for you. Mm. That's my drive. That's what made me the best. I want to be the best you've ever dealt with. That's Mm. my only goal. That was a little bit of a change, but but I thought, I'm a transporter, man. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. Cars, you
1: know, seafood, generators. I mean, you know. Okay, do they have... Do they have a Coke connect already in Cali?
0: Yeah, they do. Um, so, uh, of course I say yes. I mean, of course I say yeah. yes. So now I got to bring 1.1 $1. 1 million out to Cali and a fucking duffel bag. And
1: um, by the way, okay. So this yeah. is incredible. So mm. you are more of a money manager now than a drug trafficker at this point. You're essentially just a, a high level employee for the Correct. Canadian mob. Um, how much I'm, money what's your percentage what what did you end up negotiating with them for your pay for being a money manager Yeah
0: so I was still getting the 2% and and uh which you know doesn't sound like a lot but it was a lot So what would that come to every week every month It's Two, okay like, just for money, I mean just for if money. You're talking just for money, I mean look if I picked up a million dollars a week you know i'm 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 getting uh, four, four uh, million 10, a
1: month times two percent yeah yeah uh, i mean I mean yeah, what I, is that
0: eighty grand yeah i i'm I'm getting uh that's not that two thousand on every hundred thousand yeah, and I'm picking up a million yeah you know so um but i I'm also getting paid for storage right like, i'm I'm the banker now, right, so you're store and, I, and I'm, I'm getting paid like uh, I negotiated to get paid for counting. Wow. And how this happened was hilarious because they assumed I had a money counting machine. I did not, I was counting it by hand alone by myself because I couldn't let no one know how much money I actually had.
1: So how, how long would that take you to count a million dollars? One time I had a
0: million dollars. I said, I got the money, I'm back at the house, I'm gonna start counting it, I'll call you when I'm done. An hour later, the, the big boss calls me, you done? Are you crazy? No. <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm done. An hour later, calls me. Are you done? No. I'll call you when I'm done. I'm getting frustrated now, bro. Mm. Don't you get it? It's a million dollars, man. I picked up bags of money sometimes that would be in a paper bag with no rubber bands. No, they would just be loose. You'd dump mm. it out. and it fu- So it was always a joke. So they finally sent me down a money counter. They were like, dude, you've been counting by hand this whole time. I'm like, yeah. And they were kind of like, like laughing at me, like, you never thought to ask
1: us for a money mm. machine? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I didn't. So you're making a percentage off counting, storing, uh, the Picking the up, work.
0: and then shipping.
1: OK, so then. Now so I'm shipping you, it. What do you think you're shipping, and you're shipping all over the country? Yeah, deploying drivers, yeah. and then sending the money back. So you're just, you're all logistics. I'm only making money every okay. time I touch something. So how what were you clearing on a good month? A couple hundred grand. Okay, gotcha. So you're this so so you're so you're just- There just, could be some months that were more. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, honestly, sometimes I don't know. So you're making a I, cool I
1: got, couple million a year. I it's my, easy to
0: say. I still got some brickies going on. We haven't even touched on. I used to trade Denver weed to Shorty at one point. Okay. Four to one. Wow. Four pounds of his weed for one of mine. Mm. But I still had some bricky hold off. So I still had some brickies buying 20, 30, 40 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm pushing a hundred pounds of Cali stuff, and I'm pushing extra weed. Sometimes when I get paid from the Canadians, I request to be paid in weed, uh huh, because it's you can make more. Of that I part. love win wins. They pay less for the weed than they owe me. Right. I sell the weed for more than
1: they owe me. Right, right. Who loses there? Yeah, it seems like a better deal. We all love it, but then it's still more work for you. So maybe you don't always want to do that. Maybe you just want to be money guy.
0: Yeah. But I had to be everything. Yeah. I mean, I was the guy handling everything and I wanted that control. So you're working all the time, all the time.
1: Okay. So tell and us about still
0: going to Denver, still going back to Houston. Occasionally yeah, still yeah. going back to Cali moving thousands of pounds a month, a week. I mean,
1: and, and you have so many people working for you now. How are you keeping yourself safe? Do you have burner phones or do you oh. have also encrypted lines that you oh give God. them?
0: um what are your i don't give out blackberries to everybody uh that's no but yeah i have got bins of cell phones at this point Mm -hmm. bins i don't know how many cell phones i had i don't know 200 200 in like a two-year period that wouldn't seem crazy yeah no um i've looked you know uh i've saved lots of those phones and i've looked back at some of the contacts i can't even remember who they were yeah so many like who's mcgrinder who the, who the hell was that? Yeah. That still bothers me to one to this day. Who was Mick Reinder? So tell us about the Coke. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about the Coke. Okay. So first trip out, $1.1 million. Um, again, tractor trailer. Uh, We're done with the car hauling now. Driver got himself fired from that job because he disappeared again. Now I have to infiltrate a second truck company, which is a um, refrigerated freight, reefer freight, they call it, uh, frozen seafood.
2: Okay. 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 So uh,
0: explain what accounts. that
1: truck. Is. Explain. So this what is a trailer.
0: Is. This is not a. Uh, it's not a car hauler where you can see the car. Yeah. This is a, a trailer with a freezer unit on it. Right. it keeps everything zero degrees. Gotcha. Or whatever the hell. Gotcha. Um, and so you
1: went with your resume still spotless and oh, said, yeah. "Hey, I'd love to do dispatching for you." I
0: I actually, <laughs> I actually called the owner of the company. They're from Vermont, and I told him to come down to the casino in Connecticut to meet me. I said, "You need to come here and meet me." <laughs> I'm going to work for you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I blew his brains at an awesome upstairs VIP room, him and his wife, and boom, I'm hired. Okay. Now I'm in control of his refrigerator. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and I'm making him legit money, just like at
1: a stallion, by the way. Right. I so make those st- people still, money. Yeah. You're still working legit. You've got a legit They're income. They're loving it. Yeah. And I'm loving it. And, and what 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 is your legit income every year? Like what on paper, how much are you making uh, dispatching?
0: At 2006, I quit corporate and don't work anymore.
1: Yeah, but now you're hauling for uh, oh for this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a thousand bucks a week. How much? Thousand bucks a week, right? Salary. So, so now you have something on paper you can at least declare. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. From the company that I uh, you know, uh, got my way into, I'm absolutely getting paid by okay. that. But you know, thousand bucks a week, and I'm doing it from home. Right. I'm, I'm not going to Vermont to sit no. in an office. I'm not going to so. Houston.
1: You know. Okay. So so money
0: goes out. One point one million. That's for fifty kilos. We're paying twenty two thousand a kilo, which is. A
1: good price, That's uncut, great hasn't price, hasn't been touched in two thousand nine. Straight
0: out of the fucking spare tires, bro. Right to me.
1: Wow. And where where are you meeting the connect?
0: Uh, the first time I ever met was in Palmdale. Wow, Mexican. Yeah. Yes. No. Nope. First ones were white guys. First ones were Italians. In so, Palmdale, yes, California. No, no. So the first time I, I do this, no. So the first time I do this run, I think they might have. Sent their own Italians out here right. to collect the coke and then give to me. Right, because the first time I did the fifty, I picked up fifty all at once, mm-hmm. and I thought this is easy. Wow, this is easy. I, we met at a Palmdale uh, uh, hotel, and yeah. they came fifty at one shot. They were white guys, they were Italians. I thought this is great.
1: Were they Canadians? Did you recognize the Canadian
0: accent? I, I, no, I, I didn't even consider. But they probably it, I were. was assuming they were from out here. But later on, you know, hindsight, looking back, you figure things out, you know.
1: Okay, so you brought them the money. Yep. So had they already purchased the Coke?
0: Yeah, no. So I brought them the money first. So we okay. meet in Palmdale. Gotcha. They take the money from me. Gotcha. And they go do the thing. A few days later, they come back. Uh, and then we load the truck. again, get another load going across the country, coming back home.
1: 50 kilos of Coke. Now are you No like- weed. Now, are you, what, now you're getting, you have 50 joints. You got 50. I'm not in the truck.
0: I'm flying at this point only. Right. The money went out without this. Yes. You
1: know, there was times. I had and you me, got your trusted driver. Yeah. Like, is that's a huge deal. Like yeah. what if that gets lost? You're going to be in big trouble. It's someone else's money. Yeah. Yeah. But is that going to be mm-hmm. your ass though? Well, you know, I was mean, that we, ever discussed? Yes. Were, were, yes. What did what did the boss say if you made a mistake like well,
0: that? Well, it was pretty understood that you're responsible for the freight that you have. Yeah, it's just like in the real world. I have cargo insurance. Mm-hmm. That's so when I pick up your generator and it falls off my trailer, I own that generator. I have to pay for it, right? It's cargo insurance. So think of it in that way. If I'm carrying their 1.1 million across the country, and something happens, you know, <laughs> or you're 50 kilos, or coming home, yeah. which of course is worth 10 times. But yeah. I mean, the amount of money a kilo goes for in Canada at that
1: 50,000 bucks, easily <sighs> wholesale.
0: And they've already cut that kilo into four. New totally, ones. totally. So it's really about two hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh, insane. Yeah, that's no joke. That's what it was.
1: Okay. So who? But who do you put in the driver's seat? taken 50 bricks across the country My driver same guy's been hauling with the car hauler and the frozen food now did you have any kind of oversight did you have a tracking device on there because 50 kilos of coke people could just lose their mind and run off with it yeah
0: what what kind of Um, so i have gps okay and i right after this trip i buy my own tractor trailers and i'm done with the infiltrating truck companies Uh i just bought my own right because I could just buy a truck over the weekend. You know, I, I could just drop 30 grand on a truck, right. 40 grand right. every day if I wanted to. Did you
1: open your own LLC?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. I, I still operate it today. Okay. I still so, operate it today. So yeah.
1: tell us about how that first load, you get it across yeah. the country. Get it no across problems. the country. I'm
0: being paid 2000 a kilo because at this point, on this first run, I'm only getting paid to bring it from Cali back to Connecticut and I'm handing it off. I'm not crossing it
1: over the border. Got it. I'm okay, so they already had their people waiting for it in Connecticut. E- yes. At my warehouse. Okay,
2: gotcha. They
0: were, you know, meet me at the warehouse. They, they were doing it in like um, uh, RV, t- tow-behinds. Uh, they were doing, you know, they didn't take all 50. No. One, one guy not. got 10, one guy got right. 12, yada, yada. Three, four guys. Spare tires, the old man, the casino guy, you know. We were doing all the tire swapping in my warehouse. I had air compressor. I had, you know, I have a, I got a truck company now. Wow. I got air compressors. I got tools.
1: I'm working on shit. Okay, so all of the packaging. I'm and, doing all that. All, the, all you're, of it. You're preparing. I'm getting paid for that. You're preparing all of the smuggling. All of it. Wow. So you are so <laughs> important. You are not just important. You are indispensable. When almost. I go to Canada,
0: look, hey, man, you know what? I'm talking about this and, you know, I'm gloating. But at that time- I was the golden goose. These guys were tripping over themselves to meet me. And as a result of that, I'm getting jobs from other families that aren't related. And other families want to meet me. And I have meetings with them in California. I have Mm. stories of other family members from different groups. But all Canadians still? All Canadians wanting a piece of me to see if they can get in.
2: Right,
1: right.
0: And uh, I blew a couple of their doors. I blew them off. There were a couple of jokers. So you but, made a
1: hundred thousand easiest hundred thousand so bucks? Made. Yeah, man, I made a hundred thousand bucks shit. in six
0: hours on an airplane, man.
1: Holy shit! Okay, you know? so uh, how does that ramp up? Tell us about the cocaine.
0: Yeah, so that those fifties make it up, those fifty make it up to yeah. Canada. Everybody's happy, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. made it, man. High fiving. Yep. You know, uh, my big boss on BlackBerry is just you know yeah. exclamation points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, we had an awesome scam going for money what these guys were doing was if you were a kilo, uh, uh customer, I would say to you, I- I'm in Canada. You and I are in Canada. You're my customer for Coke in Canada. Yeah. Give me your hundred thousand. I'll get you your four kilos, five kilos, yeah. whatever we're charged them. But I need to charge you a point because I got to move your money over the border to get it to California. I got to charge you a point. Yeah. But in truth, that money never left Canada. Cause I had money in the States already from the weed game that I'm collecting.
2: So yeah. you
1: just use that
2: to buy their Coke. Now, this
0: was there. This was there. I wasn't in on this racket, but I knew about it, Yeah. but I would turn that. I would do the same thing going North. <laughs> I would now, I would now taking people's money and telling them I was bringing it to Canada. Right. But I wasn't cause they owe me so much money that I have money up there too.
1: It's already waiting in Canada. I
0: always have money in the States or in Canada.
1: Always, so you, yeah, there's
0: yeah. never a time when I don't,
1: right? And you were keeping it at that apartment that you had in Montreal,
0: yeah. Um, I I, I do make a trip to Canada up to California in here, and that's when I get my condo in Huntington Beach. Uh-huh. That's another safe house. I never slept a night in it, only <laughs> drugs went in that condo, wow. right? Right down by the uh, Bellaterra Mall, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know where that is.
1: Wow, so and so in Canada, so you would just take a fee you would tell them you were moving their money across the border, but you were just but it would never taking go. the money you already had in Canada yeah. and delivering it to them. Yeah. By the way, this is all U.S. currency. U.S. currency. It's all U.S. There, currency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were there any, did you find any problems with like the exchange rate or or like how, how does that work? Because yeah, people no. are buying Coke in Canadian dollars, yeah. but they the kilo buyers, it was all U.S. currency. Yeah. I didn't okay. get into
0: any of the, politics of the, I mean, money. the weeds
1: yeah you weren't your way you're way too high up
0: yeah i'm not I, I don't know that stuff i don't know if there were maybe discounts here and there for that I, right. i'm not aware of that stuff okay
1: but, um, wow so that's so, so now, that's just another way to make a little bit another ancillary income stream so now i uh um, so like seven streams of income and i'm about to get like
0: three more okay because okay. uh old man uh we have a what i call a drug dealer appreciation party Okay. Things are going so great, I get called up again, and we're going to go way up north to this party town that they've owned a few houses, and a, they rent the whole floor of the hotel out for us. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and say this party was for me. I'm not going to say that. But it, it, I was the attraction there. People mm-hmm. from everywhere. And I don't know any of them. You know, right. I don't know who they are. There's just a lot of people at this house in the woods and we're all talking. And everyone's like, Andy, 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 come talk to me, Andy. What are you doing, Andy? Wow. What's going on, Andy? Wow. Um, I end up meeting uh, this guy, Boston Tim.
1: From <laughs> Original. New
0: York. Boston Tim from New York.
1: Nice. He lives in
0: New York. Of course he lives nice. in New York. Because his name's Boston Tim.
1: By the way, <laughs> you course. were, that reminds me of Boston George, you were to the Canadian mob what George Jung was to the Medellin cartel. B- you know, when I saw Blow, I was like, pfft, whatever. Ah,
2: nice. <laughs> whatever. <man. laughs> Fuck this guy. Whatever, right? <laughs> dude.
0: <laughs> I did that in a week. Yeah. But uh no, 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 okay. Great movie. George Young is a fucking legend. So um we uh I'm I'm uh talking to this new guy now and he works for another family. Don't ever know who they are. Boston Tim is super professional. He's even he's next level to old man. Mm-hmm. Um, so careful. Um, but he loves me. He starts trusting me to take money for his people out, which I had to bullshit. Both of my people, I had to tell my people I would never move anyone else's shit with theirs. Yeah, and I had yeah. to tell these people I would never move their shit with yours.
2: Right. Right. But I'm
0: a logistics guy. I'm not making two trips when I'm already making one. Right. So,
1: so you would start piggy back piggybacking multiple people's money
0: yeah. Across the border yeah. in one hall. Yeah. I was only doing money for that family. Uh-huh. They had it handled out here. Yeah. They had it handled. Yeah. But um, so the next round, so, you know, the party happens, all the mingling and all that. And, and you know, people just are, you know, they they love me now. I I now have that third floor apartment and I meet a Canadian woman. I, I now take over her apartment. So I, I own that. Now, or I'm renting that mm. now.
1: How much money of your own would you keep in Canada at a time? Fifty grand. What? That's it. That's it. That's money for me. My money. Yeah, but I'm saying like like my you, money, like like real well, well, money and okay. money that you would move for other people. Like if you were trying to make a point. Okay.
0: Here was the beautiful part about being the banker for the Canadians. Mm. I already had the money they owed me. Sometimes I would allow the money they owed me to stay up there.
2: Right. For me. Yeah. Play money. Yeah.
0: I didn't keep money up there. I wasn't doing the money launder game. I would, In the end, I did it a few times going north. Mm. I said I was going to buy people weed that I was already getting delivered mm. to me. It was already a done deal. Mm. But I was telling them I had to go get it and bring their money and charging them. But um, after all that, the next load's coming down. About two, three weeks later, I'm still delivering weeds. i are still coming in the trunk. That stuff's not stopping during all this. That's right. not stopping. Okay,
1: so Coke is coming
0: <sighs> and weed. I'm now combined the two. Okay. Uh, I'm now. I just added another product. So you're just busier. I'm just busier now.
1: Let me ask you this: Are brickweed is is brickweed finally gone extinct? Yeah. Or? The,
0: yeah. The shorty trading stuff only takes place twice. Okay. And then I just can't, I, I just can't. And what year is this? I don't have this? time for shorting. What
1: year is this? We're at 2009, 10. We're approaching okay. the end. Okay, yeah. So the, the end is coming. Brickweed is about dead at this point, um, uh, especially in these markets. But
0: I find my own smuggling spot in upstate New York that becomes mine. Your own route. I own it.
1: Your own route my into route. Canada.
0: Everyone pays me to use my route now.
1: How? Explain that. How is that possible?
0: <laughs> and where was it? Networking is always going on. Yeah. Always happening. Uh, At a buddy's house one night, guy I know owns a hunting shack up in upstate New York. Really? Where? Oh, it's here. Oh, wow, that's close to the border. I should meet him. We meet. I say, I could maybe give you some money. I could maybe help you out if you can maybe let me use your place as a storage facility. So... I take my wife and kid to Great Adventure up in Lake George and yeah. leave them there for two days. And uh-huh. I shoot up north and I hang out with this guy at his house. And he starts telling me how he's got hunting rights at various people's lands. Uh huh. And this guy takes me down a road. I could show it to you on the map. He takes me down the road where there's a road that goes right to the Canadian border. There's nothing but a little gate with a stop sign on it.
1: And that's the border wall. That's it's not a wall. It's just that's just the it's border a guy's line. backyard. That's the line. That's just the line. It's just a line. a and it's on private. Back in land. the day
0: the, the roads used to go all the way through. Now they have a, they have a thing. And now and now you make a U turn right at the border. Because you used to go all the way through. Now, now you, you can't. This is just a sign that says, welcome to Canada. Yeah, but you can't drive through it. It's a gate. It's, you, 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 right. You're supposed to go through the right. border patrol. You yeah. can't cross through here. There's a stop sign after all. Yeah. <laughs> so I get hunting rights on that property. What? This and he's
1: this,
3: this guy, guy takes in me it?
0: to this guy takes me to the owner of the property that he has hunting rights on. Yeah. And it's on the border. I just told you. So, when he, while he's showing it to me, the old man farmer is mowing his lawn outside and we stopped to chat him up. And as soon as you mentioned it's all about who you know up there. Yeah. We were on a specific road that was named after a family. We got a place over on blah 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 lane. Oh, you know the blah blah blahs. Oh yeah, And we go. Yeah, of course I know
1: them. And now you're in. Hey, can I hunt here? <laughs> and that's such a fascinating culture too. That that those families go back to Hundreds the French years. Indian yeah. Wars of yeah. yeah, like 1812. And a lot of them are Canadians, so they're friendly. They're right. not, uh, right. you know, they're
0: not like what the fuck, man. We want to be near my border for. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. So that very day, when I get the hunting rights, we we drive about a quarter mile down the street to go turn around, to go back now. I've now mm-hmm. done what I've done. This is my new spot. I'm going to fucking figure out a way. And But they don't know what you're planning on doing. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, the uh, I, I get out of the truck to go take a piss, and I'm literally pissing in Canada. So that's how close it is. I took a piss in Canada while standing in the United States. So I said, this has to happen. Something <laughs> has to happen here. Um, we We actually nicknamed it the handshake because you could shake hands in two different
2: countries. Yeah.
0: Um, that takes about a month to get up and running. Uh, I got to get the old man on the other side. He starts going into that town on the Canadian side and Mm -hmm. starts talking up people. He goes to tag sales and antique shops, right? And he's talking people up to try and get a feel for what's going on and where. And, uh, he gets a pretty good vibe that this area is not hot. No yeah. one, you know, he thinks we can do this. Yeah. He thinks this is doable. I mean, you know, a dirt bike, no problem. I mean, you only got to cover about a mile. That's about it.
1: What do you mean a dirt bike?
0: Well, like we can get things on over the border with a dirt bike.
1: Like, like inside of a dirt bike? Yeah. No, like uh, a like, guy driving it with like a
0: backpack with yeah. 10, 20, 30 pounds. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about taking over the world and, and replacing the biker's yeah. trunk deal, replacing the, yeah. you know, the boats or the jet engines and all that. I'm not talking about replacing that. I'm just giving another avenue to smuggle things. All right. I also used to smuggle myself in and out of Canada through there because, if, as you know, the more times you cross through a border.
1: The more you're in the system.
0: Yeah. And I was in the system whenever towards the end, when I got pulled into the border, I went into the special room every time.
1: Right. Cause now
0: you're hot every time. And you know, have you ever been in a special room? No, no door handles, no windows, <laughs> a guy behind a fucking thick glass with yeah. paperwork on you. Yeah. Asking me questions about what happened in high school. Right. They got your file.
1: <laughs> yeah. They know you, I buddy. legit didn't remember. Yeah. I don't know, bro. 25 years ago. Wow. 30 years ago. Okay. So tell us about so, the route what would you use it for
0: uh so i mean i would smuggle money in and out mostly personal money but then huh. it got to a point where they felt comfortable using it old man has scoped it out and mm-hmm. we had some you know we had about a mile distance uh east to west mile okay right to cross the border and, yeah and uh we never one time had a problem Never one time had an issue. Never one time.
1: So, so you, so tell us. Never about one time. Who who are the people you would pay to get on the dirt bike?
0: So that was done by old man. Oh, uh, but I had met these guys. They lived in old man's apartment too. Old man's apartment was like a was like a was like a hostel wow. for the smugglers. Like when I came into town at first, I told you I stayed there. Yeah. I took the room of a guy that used to hump stuff on backpacks
1: by foot. Jean Guy. Yeah. Wow. You know okay, he these was French just, Canadian dudes.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, man. They smuggled in every way and. um once I found that spot, we were using that, you know, for you smaller getting, stuff. Were you getting
1: coke across? No, never did coke there. Okay. I,
0: I I did money and people. People oh. was it? So now I'm into people now. Wow! So you're, you're people smuggling? How
1: would you get humans across? Would you just walk them across? Walk them across. Wow. And weren't you like worried about, like, about, like you and I walking down the street? Yeah, yeah. What about <laughs> it was that like, easy? What about? I mean, it's exactly the same on the southern border, pretty much in the most remote areas. I mean, it's same a thing. good spot. And then there's not good spots. I mean, now were you not worried about radar or you know like?
0: Uh, so they had told me that there's like heat stuff, uh, yeah, heat, heat signature seekers, stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never, I never experienced any issues. Who I, were
1: you moving across? Was it Mexicans? Was it like no, South no, Americans? No,
0: these are people that want to get smuggled.
1: Mexicans want to get smuggled. Well, okay, <laughs>
0: but I mean, in the sense, no, these were like connected people that wanted to get into the states without anyone knowing. Ah, I got
1: you, criminals that didn't want to pass through
0: right. checkpoints. Got you. There, okay. there, there, there was a murder in Long Island of a high-ranking mob boss. Uh huh. That supposedly I. He came through my spot. Got
2: across to Canada. I didn't
0: meet him or shake his hand. Right. or nothing, but I allowed these things to happen on my space. To, and, to go through and, your and route. I didn't always receive everybody coming across. You didn't need a receiver if you were yeah. smuggling yourself across. You right. already had that set up.
1: How much is, how much did, would like a, you would get, what kind of fee would you get for bringing somebody Five across? Five grand. That's great money for yeah. just one guy.
0: But I would give, we I split that with old man. With old man. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So tell us how, how does, progresses through how this all leads up to the fall uh tell us a little more about the coke smuggling how big did that get for the canadians I did about
0: 10 trips never bought more never bought less than 50 kilos how, how uh, what was the most you ever picked up 55 they always range from 50 to 55 And did
1: you finally meet with mexicans
0: oh i mean yeah yeah so so only the first time did i have the mm-hmm. the, the white guy experience which was yeah. awesome every other time like that was miserable and terrible why because you can't get it took me two weeks to get 50 kilos
1: so you and had to I'm, bring and, the money there, give it to them and yeah. wait for them. So to the first bring time piece by
0: piece. Yeah. So the first time I go back out, sans, the Italian guys, I'm going to meet Pablo. Where did you meet them? At a uh, long beach uh, okay. hotel right by the airport. Wow. Um, I got a duffel bag. So fucking big. I had to put it on the, the dolly to get it into mm-hmm. the fucking room. <laughs> that was, uh, that was like 1.1 1. 1 or 2 million. And, um, I'm gonna get a phone call and these Mexicans are gonna come grab the duffel bag from me and bring it to their men and then over the course of the next few days I'm gonna start getting five, six, seven kilos at a clip. And so you would just have to wait at the hotel. Two weeks would take about. Oh
1: my god, you'd be in a Long Beach airport motel for yeah, two weeks. Yeah, but I have my
0: my, I have my Montreal girl with me. She now is oh. flying with me. She's like my my baggage handler. Oh, and my, you're having a my, an affair my, my too. plane booker. She right. takes care of all my needs.
1: And did you have your place in Huntington Beach too?
0: Yeah, but okay. I, I never stayed there or slept there. there. That was going to be money, storage, drug storage, yeah. and I place for me to stay. But right. I was in Tahunga when I stayed with right. Athena. So,
2: okay, okay so, so
0: and what's the price of a kilo at this point? 22000 22. It okay. always was 22000 Okay. It never went up or down. Um, so, that load of money they take uh, about two hours later, I get a call from my people saying there's $8,000 missing. They told their boss that you took your cut already. But of course I didn't. How can I take my cut? I hadn't gotten the shit yet. Yeah. <laughs> my right. cut don't happen until I get home. Yeah. So I said, look, guys, I didn't rip you off. Previously, they had overpaid me twice by $10,000 twice. Mm. And I gave the money back. Just mm. a point of reference story. That's who I am. Yeah. And that's why they love me. Yeah. I gave them 10 grand back twice. You are honest, Andy. When they, I was honest, Andy, I'm clipping off their pot customers, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. We'll but take that it, part out. I didn't hurt them. I didn't hurt no, them. No. I mean, it, it didn't slow anything down. No, I just did of an extra not. thing. Right. Um. So bottom line is that that van Lord of Mexican, they stole eight grand off the top, went yeah. back to their boss and right. said, he took it already. So they, they didn't, they didn't, they, yeah. they, they they never knew it was me. So it took two weeks for me to get the product. I'm meeting people at fucking Denny's, man. I'm driving down back row, no back rows like little residential parks uh, in people's garages. It, it's kind of lunacy. I don't like it. It's chaotic. And I complained to the people up north about it. Yeah. I don't like it. It's chaotic. Fix as shit. Yeah. So grab those 50 kilos, move those back. Same way. I have trucks now. I own trucks now. Right. These are my trucks. I've got the best smuggling tool. I bought a shit ton of uh granite countertop. Uh huh. Eight foot by four foot. Four feet high, eight feet long. Uh, I bought like 30 of them. They come in a big fucking crate all lined up
1: side S- by side. Super heavy, right?
0: Super heavy. Yeah. Took them out. We hollowed out all but the outside too. Yeah. I could fit 200 pounds in there comfortably. Yeah. Comfortably. And kilos, forget it. Forget it. Easy. Money, forget it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just shipping this rock back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, my flatbed, same driver. Yeah. Same driver, we're still doing it. Look, I'm a firm believer, man, that if you do something the same way 10 times, you're going to get busted once. Yeah. So I've always been a mathematical tweak guy. So in my brain, if I switch it up every two times, it's like kind of starting that 10 all over again. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you know what I mean? So if I switch it up every three, four, five times, Mm. do a different method, I think I'll be able to get away with that forever. I mean, who's going to, you know,
1: And do you know, like, do you have a big nest egg of of cash personally that you're stashing? Yes. Okay. So at this point now,
0: too much money's coming in. You're a millionaire now. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know how much money every avenue is making me at this point. Yeah. I know my overhead is insane. I got a place in Canada I'm paying for. I got a safe house. I got a safe trailer. I got my house. Yeah. I got Long Beach apartment. Uh I got trucks. I I got to pay my help. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not blowing out 50 grand in overhead, I'm not blowing out a dollar. Yeah. So I'm Home Depot bucketing money. Yeah. I'm vacuum sealing it, double, triple, Home Depot. Where, where are you them. burying it? My parents' house. I yeah. hid stuff in a chicken coop in my mom's house. Yeah. Uh, I bury stuff out in the woods and all kinds of places. Yeah. Um, And I always had about 100 grand for me. Just get out of I town always slept, I always slept with a hundred grand. Let's put yes, it that way. Yes, me too. You know, That's a get out of town cash. I never left it. my house without a minimum of 5G in my pocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if I was
1: just going out for an hour. Yeah. I might need something.
0: Right. <laughs> you never know. Right. right. Um, so so then these, what happens? So these loads are coming in. Uh, man, money is so crazy. So busy. Um, you know, I do six, seven more of these. Uh, uh, kilo runs, trips. And, right. and, uh we're no longer bringing out big duffel bags full of cash. We're now I'm being told now I have to separate the money into $22,000 bricks. And I trade brick for brick. You give me a kilo. I give you 22,000. And that's to c- cut
1: down on theft, right?
0: Right. My okay. people, you know, cause I complained. I said, you guys better get a fucking better system. Cause you got ripped off last time. And I don't want to be the guy who they blame for stealing from you. Like right. your shitty system is putting me in danger. Yes. Right. With you. Mm-hmm. I can't have you thinking I'm stealing. Mm-hmm. So that deal works out well, but I'm still waiting two weeks every time to get 50. It, that, that doesn't change. You're yeah. never getting 50 kilos in one shot. You're never going to get to 10. Never, I never got 10. Mm-hmm. Five to seven at a clip.
1: And do you think that was just a way Security. that the cartels secure
2: themselves? Yep. Right. They'll
0: never put a load... You know, I've heard other people talk about, you know, receiving thousands of loads and trailer. man. I don't know anybody who puts a thousand pounds in a, I mean, I guess it happens.
1: I think if it's their own people,
0: but it's gotta, gotta be like mega like, cartel. With if if you're,
1: if you're the son of a boss from Mexico and you're in Cali, they could probably trust you, but you are just a white guy working mm. for an organization that they can't get to. There's no way to really secure themselves, but yeah. by taking this over precaution. Well, you know, you know, if
0: I'm if I'm fed, they're only going to get the first guy that delivers the seven kilos. Right,
1: exactly. Right, the other forty
0: three yeah. are going to stay at home and yeah. and hey, we lost seven. Yeah, move on. Exactly. um So these trips are going. Uh, this is happening probably monthly. Yeah, and so we a- just still coming in, and it's still coming in, and and it it's those accounts are getting bigger. My Cali stuff's getting bigger. I'm still dealing with Athena.
1: Okay. So Athena's your main weed connect now. For she, Cali. She's the one that's getting Well, the- they're
0: my connects. I've just taken her in with me because I right. want her there with me.
1: So how many pounds of weed are you moving at this time? Like how big are me those Me personally,
0: not not weed. I'm moving for other people.
1: Yeah. Well, both actually. Uh, well, me personally, probably
0: 100 to 200 a month.
2: Okay. And yeah, then I mean, other
1: people's weed?
0: We're talking tons. I mean, over the course of- All a couple, West
1: all West Coast?
0: Well, between Canada weed coming yeah. down, uh, begin getting paid in Canada. Sometimes I get yeah. paid 75 pounds would be my pay for a job. Yeah. You know, I yeah. get like 100 grand cash, and I say, give me some weed too. And they'd figure it out. Hey, how about 75 pounds and 100 grand for that? And job? how
1: would you run the business? Like how, if you had if a customer- <laughs> in Connecticut wanted 20 pounds of weed and you were stuck in Cali for two yeah, weeks. I
0: had, I made phone calls. Yeah. You had people helping. Yeah. You. So, um, when I wasn't around, I had receivers who were taking these cars from yeah. Applebee's and bringing them to right. my safe house. And, uh, did um, you ever get
1: ripped off in the course of doing this?
0: Um, I never got robbed. I got burnt by the crips out here one time, uh, for 15 pounds of, uh, I'm sorry, for 20 pounds of OG Kush. The first meeting, they showed up with five pounds of beautiful OG Kush.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Second meeting, they had me meet them at a church, and they threw the product in my trunk and said, we better get out of here, it's hot. So I never saw the product till I got all the way back home to, to Hunga, which yeah. is about an hour and a half away. Yeah, I opened the bag and they gave me fucking bunk, oh, fucking garbage. Shit. So I paid 2,500 bucks for 15 pounds of shit and I got five pounds of, but I still made money. I don't care. I still made money. I still made money. I
1: mean, lifetime. That's a, that's the price you pay for doing business. That's it. I yeah. only
0: ripped off 15 pounds,
1: never got uh, robbed at gunpoint. Never got robbed. Like I that. never, never, well, the level you're dealing at is so high that there's just too much money. Everybody has to work together. There's no real yeah. incentive to rip a guy off. And, and can I just explain a
0: little money story? Um, Remember way back we talked about Nikki was getting weed from a woman whose husband was connected, which turned out to be old man. Yeah. She would get a percentage from Nikki for everything he would do with her ex-husband. You understand? Um, Hey, Nikki, I'm going to give you my ex-husband. Yeah. But everything you do with him, he's going to pay me and you're going to pay me. Yeah. Just because just for the introduction. So when I kind of when look, Nikki disappeared and ran off to Greece because something happened with two kilos of heroin. He was supposed to hold it. Something happened. Mm. I, I'm not being coy. I don't know. Literally, I just heard something happened. So either he lost it, sold it, stole it. I don't know. He's gone. But now this woman who I've never even met, she thinks I owe her money mm. because I'm in on Nikki's dime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I've... M- Marcus and I quickly say, fuck her. But of course. You and I just won't tell her what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's but but my the reason I told you that is that's how it works, man. Like in in that game, if they turn you on to something, they expect you to pay them in perpetuity.
1: Yeah, like and, a royalty payment
0: just for an I, introduction. That's I, crazy. I push back on
1: that.
2: Yeah, no, that's crazy. I
0: push back on it, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Um. So I'm in I'm in the <laughs> I'm in the crazy days. I make a mistake one day in my haste and my networking and and Mm. i was just looking for another good outdoor guy here in connecticut Mm. and my original buddy who had turned me on to the first mexican who dropped me off here today Mm -hmm. he has a white guy friend who has some high end and what uh, year is
1: this 2010 2011 yeah
0: this is 2010 Yep. okay um i decided to send him eighty two hundred bucks in the mail and i've smuggled lots of money and there's a way to smuggle it and it's so simple you fold your money in half yeah Never put money in a box flat. Flat meaning not folded, because money looks like money. It, No matter how you look at money through, whatever x-ray you look at through, it mm. always looks like money, right? Mm-hmm. I would fold it in half and put it between Post-it mm. uh, packages. I smuggled hundreds of thousands on airplanes that way in the early days for right. the trucking. Look, I trucked most of my money out west. Sometimes I flew it when I was only flying 50, 60 grand in the early days. Right. Pre-9-11. And I, yes. And I would take, no, nope. Post. Oh, no, interesting. Post. post. Um, because I didn't start going to California until after that. But what I would do is I'd fly with another person. So I'd give him like 20 or 30 grand. You can put 10 grand in your wallet in hundreds. Right. And then you can put 10 grand in your pocket. Wallet goes through the machine. Uh-huh. Pocket, you go through the walkthrough. Yeah. Okay, you're allowed to have 10 grand on your person. Right. Whatever is in that wallet is not related to your person. Uh-huh. But if you get caught with all the money and it's over 10 grand, they can take it. Right. So we used to book, I used to um, buy cars on eBay, but I wouldn't really buy them. I would call somebody, you know, Brad Garrett from uh, Everybody Loves mm-hmm. Raymond. He mm-hmm. was selling a Camaro one time on eBay, and I set up a deal to come buy it because he was selling it for like $60,000. So you know what I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. I can now bring 60000 bucks on a plane. I've already called his assistant, I've set up an appointment. I've left my name. I'm going to be there on this day. I've got my cash, so you may take my cash, but I'll get it back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I never got stopped, so I never had to use that scam. I never had to use it. Never got stopped on a plane. Interesting.
1: Okay. So what happened? How did it? How did it? You know, all parties must end eventually. So the eighty-two hundred bucks that I sent
0: to California got taken in Long Beach sort facility.
1: You
2: sent it through FedEx? Uh,
0: No USPS. Okay. It goes to the Long Beach store. Okay. He got picked up. I got sloppy. I sent it between two fucking T-shirts. You know, just put money in it. Mm-hmm. Went through the radar. Boom, taken. Now, it was only 8200 bucks. That's not a crime. No. Over 10 is a crime. Right. But they told me that it looked like drug money because it was in only 20s. They wrote me a letter and told me that. So they said, we're not giving it back. Even though I wrote a letter saying, he's selling a car. I'm buying it. I sent them cash. Okay, so I'm stupid. I mailed money into cash. I'm stupid. That's all I am. I'm just stupid. Mm-hmm. Never got it back. That was the first thing that landed on the DEA desk. Yeah. That was it.
1: Why the fuck would you write a letter to the government? It's 8,200 bucks. You're a millionaire. Why, did, why did I fight the 8,200 yeah. bucks? Yeah.
0: I mean, I didn't want heat. I thought I could make it go away.
1: Oh, so you were kind of like in plain sight saying, Hey, Hey, I got nothing to hide here. You took my money. I'm letting
0: you know, Hey, yeah, this is me. Uh Uh, I did. I'm not super bright. I sent cash. I wanted this guy to know I was serious. I didn't want him to sell it out from under me. So I just mailed him money overnight. Right. I was going to blow the guy away and he's going to show up tomorrow and there'd be 8,200 bucks in his Mm -hmm. mailbox. That was pretty much what I said.
4: Mm.
0: And they wrote back, no. And I mean, have you ever anything more stupid than we think it's drug money because it's in twenties? You know, 20s is the most common piece of paper that floats around this freaking planet. Do you know that? 20s. 20s.
1: I mean, you could argue that something even dumber than that is engaging with the feds. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But I beat them. So there we go. (laughs) Uh, Don't bury the lead. Don't bury the lead. So, so this is the first time that you get on the feds radar.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm doing a trip in California now. Uh, I'm on the feds radar, but don't know it. Um, My truck had a problem. I had to get into the shop. Um, It ran into a problem in New York City. Mm. Broke down. I had to have it towed back to Connecticut with uh, a couple hundred thousand bucks in it. I'm going out for weed for me, another Athena trip. Gotcha. And Denver. Doing a little Denver, Athena, Mm. a little California, Denver, coming home. And um, my truck goes down. We set up trucking with another trucking company who I knew a guy who worked for them and said, hey, can you get to San Francisco? And he says, I think I can try and finagle something. And, and uh, I bank on this deal to get my car uh, back home. We have to use a car, my mm-hmm. personal car this time, because my truck broke down. So I'm going to drive money out myself with my girlfriend and her little fucking dog, which is a great cover, by the way. Yeah. White guy, hot chick, mm-hmm. little doggy. No mm-hmm. one, no, no one, no one. So we drive the money out. Everything's fine. Pick up the weed. Everything's great. A car hauler falls through, doesn't work out. So now we got to make a decision to hump 200 pounds back in the car and do it cowboy style. Right. And uh, I don't like it. Athena really doesn't like it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm paying my driver 10 grand a clip now uh, for all trips. Okay. Uh, he 10 grand a clip. 10 grand coming out, 10 grand going back. Right.
1: It's great money.
0: Yep. And um, he takes the car. Is all the way back to Vermilion, Ohio.
1: Two, So he's got 200 pounds in 200, one car. 200
0: pounds in uh, two hockey bags. We fit 100 pounds in each hockey bag. And he's got them in the back of a Chevy Equinox Okay, with the slide over cover to kind of pulls over to yeah. kind of hide your little...
2: Yeah. So, you know, you can't see it. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's there. Yeah. And the seats are down, by the way. Okay. Because top hockey bags are right. six foot four almost. Right. So he breaks the rule driving at night that's right. through Illinois and through Ohio. I know these states. These are zero-tolerant states.
1: With Connecticut plates.
0: Yes. When they want to steal money, they hit the westbound lanes. When they want to steal weed, they hit the eastbound lanes. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. He gets popped. We had a little bit of cash left over mixed with the weed on this trip because the Denver people didn't come through with as much as they were supposed to. Mm. I have grows going on in Denver at this point now. I finance grows.
1: Oh, okay. So you've started to put your money in legal
2: weed.
0: No illegal oh, grows. Okay. I'm fine. I, I gave a couple of guys, 10 grand to start up a grow for me so I could have my product that goes to shorty. Yeah. Denver to Texas is a better logistical trip.
2: Right. Okay. Of so it's close. Denver,
0: weed would never come in here. Yeah. So I have two grows going for me. I ended up getting two. remember I said, I only did shorty a couple of times after that. Yeah. I only got two cycles yeah. out of it before I had to move on. It was just, I couldn't get to Denver enough, okay, um, so he gets popped in, in Ohio and calls me the next morning and uh from jail. they uh, yeah, no, nope, they let him out, so I knew
1: he was talking,
0: and uh they put the photos from the bust of you know, they take the picture of the weed and the money. It was only seventy five thousand in cash but there should have been no money and there should have been 20 something more pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talked.
4: Yeah. Of course. He talked
0: about everything that he had ever done and who I was connected with, uh-huh. Athena, yeah. Nikki, Canadians, the people. I, I had a money guy in Connecticut too. I had, you know, I didn't need him at the end, but in the early days, it was good to have a guy that would pitch in 20, 30 grand when you're trying to pick up 40, 50 pounds. Yeah. He talked about the money guy, you know, he and the DEA already had my 8,200 buck file right. on their desk. Right. So now it's, whoa, we just popped a guy with 200 pounds and $75,000, yeah. and it's in my car.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the car's registered to you? That Chevy Equinox is registered? That's mine. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Slipping, it happens. I had, I mean, the truck went down, man. Yeah. It was not, I it, it was not fixable, so, so I had to make this the is trip. Your most
1: trusted driver,
0: been with me from the beginning. Wow. Now I got to preface this by saying, yes, we had those conversations. I drove across country with this man about six times, mm-hmm. so you don't think we talked a little bit, of course. And as you can tell, I can talk a little bit. So,
1: so what happens after that?
0: So now he's working for the feds and he's playing me for where I am. I've, I'm now no longer talking to him about business. I I know he's been busted. I'm not talking to him about business,
1: but. But you act like you don't know that he's been busted.
0: I know he's been busted. And, um, you know, when someone who works for you gets busted in, in this way, you can't abandon them because then they rat you out. Yeah. But if they don't stick to the plan, you get ratted out. So, so you kind of have to abandon them. I, I had to stay. Well, but in my thought process was, I don't know what he said. You know, he got caught with 200 pounds and 75,000. That's what you talk about. Yep. First time I did it. Stupid me. I can't believe I did this. Yeah. Have you ever done it before? Nope. But no, it wasn't that. Look, you know, you also can't. When a guy's in that position, if he don't got the heart or the spine, mm-hmm. you know, you're not really tested. So you're in that chair yeah. in that room yeah. and you know, he caved. And
1: so why not just switch everything up? Why not get rid of all your phones? Why stay in communication? Um,
0: with I, I mean, I was always switching things up, but I, I kept in communication with them because I didn't at the time I thought it was smarter to just look, I wasn't giving him any info, mm. but they were pinging my phone. So they were okay. pinging my phone and, okay, and, so and I didn't want to believe that he was going on trips. And every time he came to my house for a couple bucks or I gave him a Nissan uh, uh, Pathfinder one time. And, and you well, know, hold
2: on, the, I don't
1: get it. Why are you in communication with this guy? So he's allegedly he's telling yeah. you that he's out on
2: bail.
0: Yeah, he's and, telling, and you that and he's telling he's me he didn't case? talk. And the reason that they let him out was because they bought his story that it wasn't his. Uh, and he's out and I'm setting him up with lawyer meetings. I'm like, OK. Yeah cool. Here's our next step. We already have the lawyer set up, remember? And we had the lawyer and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him to, Hey, you got to contact him, but he's stalling. Mm. And I mean, this is only taking place for about two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't like I was talking to him yeah. for months. I yeah. mean, but he had said enough and, um, they, they, they pinged me, um, which would become my, my, my last trip of, uh, 54 kilos. Um, they, they, uh, pinged me out there in California. They pinged me coming all the way across the country. Now I wasn't driving. I had a driver. And pinging
1: Um, means they got, uh. Pinging
0: my phone to see where I was. Hey, his phone pinged in Vegas. His phone pinged in LA. His phone pinged in Iowa. So
1: does that mean they have a wire up on you or they're just tracking No, they're
0: just tracking me to see where I was going. And do
1: they even need a warrant for that?
0: Apparently not. I mean, it's on good, um, you know, uh, Intel.
1: Yeah, so they could just ping you without a warrant. No, you know what? They
0: probably did get a warrant. Right, but they're not
1: tapping your phone yet.
0: No. Okay. No, they never tap my phone voice.
1: Okay. Just location.
0: Okay. Um, Canada stuff is still going on. BlackBerry stuff. I'm not worried about communicating through the BlackBerry because they're not onto that. They don't even know that. They know I'm dealing with Canada, but you know why they don't know? Because I didn't know how Mm -hmm. high up I really was. Mm -hmm. I knew I was there. You must have known. It, but, but i never knew at the time that the guy i was talking to was the guy the boss the, the guy doesn't talk to transport
2: yeah it, right yeah
0: you, know, you ever see you know, vito corleone talking to you yeah. know i mean he only talks to Lou, luca brazzi because yeah. it's his daughter's wedding for christ's sake right. you know other than right. that they, those two don't communicate yeah right they don't In the real world they do well, apparently they yeah. do um so they pop my driver as soon as he crosses into connecticut they had been pinging both of us, you know. They pinged me, and they could tell who I was calling and talking to. Okay, hang were, on.
1: So the driver's got fifty-four kilos of yeah, coke. White
0: now. guy, not, not okay. Obviously, my driver got busted. but he's gone now. Yeah, got to replace him.
1: How did he get busted?
0: With oh yeah, you replaced because him because they were pinging him, and they knew I was coming back okay. with something, but didn't know what. Ah, so as soon as he look, they probably picked him up in New York. Is what I'm going to estimate. They probably picked him up in New York. Yeah. And because Connecticut are such whores, they they, they, they didn't want to bust him in Connecticut because then they got to split. If it was all cash, you yeah. have to split it with New York.
2: Right. That's right. how it works. Yeah. Okay.
0: So they don't want to do that. So they wait till he crosses right over the Connecticut line. Mm-hmm. Boo! Light him up instantly. He gets popped. I don't know it. I'm already home. In fact, I'm in New York City setting up a deal with a pot agent that's about to get me to the grower in Eureka. Wow. So I'm going now. I'm about to overstep all of the Ronnie's and the yeah. Angie's peoples. and
1: You're going to go straight to the I'm source. I'm going straight
0: to Eureka. Yeah. And this is happening. I'm being set up with a guy in Redding who works A pot with this agent. Guy. That's
1: fascinating. A pot agent. There used yeah. to be pot agents. There probably still are.
0: Yeah. Literally yeah. just
1: m- middlemen yeah. who just connect to people. Yeah. I know a grower. I'm a yeah. pot agent now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. there's big money in that back in the, the day. The DEA though. decided to hit me in New
0: York City, but they fucked up. I didn't have anything. I was only going down to talk. They thought I was going down to make a deal. Now they knew I didn't have the kilos because they already busted the guy that day, mm. but they decided to hit me the same day. Okay. It's going to follow this because it gets crazy. So they bu- uh, I go to meet the pot agent. I go to his apartment. I meet him in the basement parking area and we walk the city. We go to lunch. The DEA are with me the whole time. I don't know it. Following you? Oh yeah, they're with me. They're wow. eating lunch with me. They're <sighs> taking pisses next to me. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't know. And of course, this guy doesn't know. This jackass, for whatever reason, is carrying a backpack. He's a young kid. He goes to NYU. He's carrying a backpack with forty thousand bucks in it. I don't know this. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. I don't know anything about it. We're going going down there to talk. Why he takes forty grand with him on a run on a walk through town with a stranger? When you're coming right back home again, I'll never mm-hmm. figure out why he did that. We get back from our lunch. We go into the basement to go get my car. Pfft, bum rushed. Fucking cars everywhere. People fucking get down. To-. I don't even think they're talking to me. So I'm ignoring them. I'm not getting down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, someone's fucked.
1: Yeah. Where this is on the street or
0: in- this is in the parking garage. I'm about wow. to go to the attendant to say, can I get my key? Yeah. Get down now. <laughs> and I don't get down because they ain't talking to me. And you're clean. I had two joints. No, one joint. I smoked one on the way down. I had one for the way home. And
1: are these undercovers? Is this New York yeah. are these New York
0: City cops or these DEA agents? This is DEA agents. Wow. Connecticut and New York wow. uh, combined together to come knock me out right there. But I don't have anything. But they get the 40 grand up. This guy, this poor bastard thinks I ratted him out. Right. He even says it to me while we're both in cuffs on the floor. He's like, you fucking ratted me. I go, I didn't fucking rat you. This isn't for me. Because I don't, this isn't for me. Right. This isn't for me. You, you, you have a problem. You got me hum, hemmed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you ratted me out. That's what I, yeah. So they have to let me go. <laughs> I jump in my car. I smoke that joint on the way home and I go back to my safe house. I put my head on my pillow and I go to sleep.
4: Whew. Mm.
0: I can avoid it. A quick one there, man. That was close. Next morning, I got my mother and my brother-in-law at my house because I'm taking their spare tires because I'm going to load them with blow. But they don't know. I'm just taking their spare tires. I'm going to use them. And But uh, the
1: kilos have already been confiscated. I don't know. He got busted. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I don't know he got busted. All right. He delivers the coke to
0: me. 54 bricks. Holy to shit. Me that night. So after they failed, they already busted him. They failed my bust. Right. That night, he delivers the coke to me, and I pay him. Did you, you see? I pay him seventeen thousand dollars on the spot for that run. That's that what he his got fee. paid for that run for that right. one. Yeah, he it was twenty, but he owed me three grand.
1: And you're at your warehouse right now?
0: I'm at my safe house. Okay. I don't have money in this house at this point, so I take the kilos that. Well, I do. I have I have my spending right. cash there. Right. I don't have anyone else's money. Right. Um, so now I've got the Equinox in my yard. Mm-hmm. It's already been busted. I don't know it. Uh, next morning 20 30 cruisers 30 40 guys dogs every you know everybody and i'm in a small town back road yeah and don't you know the school bus that picks up my son oh. he wasn't on it drives by as i'm being walked out so
1: and they find all the coke
0: one of the agents says, "So, how much weed you got in there?" And I'm like, "I'm looking at some of the other guys I'm like, oh, do you guys not know hmm. <laughs> do you guys not know they already had the dog in the truck hmm. they were gonna get in the truck They didn't have a warrant for the truck, but they could have gotten it. I found out later they only had a warrant for the house uh i'm'm I'm, wait time out I got that backwards." My bad. The only they had warrant a, for the time truck. Out. They only had a warrant for the truck, mm-hmm. not for the house. Yeah. Obviously, they got the truck already. Yeah. So uh, he, um, he says, how much weed you got in there? As They're getting ready to open it. I go, I don't know. There's a few things in there. <laughs> he opens it up, and the look on their faces were like, how many are in here? I said, I don't know, 50 or something, 50, 55. And they're like, oh. So they let my mother go. They let my brother-in-law go, even though they knew that they kind of knew something. You know, I was using my people's spare tires at the time for various things. And um, so I get taken in.
1: Hang on, hang on. What's the bust? What's the whole thing? Okay,
0: okay, so 54 kilos, 119000 in cash. There was some blow paraphernalia on a tray from my uh, biker buddy, friend of mine. I don't do blow, but. Yeah, there was that and there was seventy-five pounds of weed.
1: In the truck or in the house?
0: In the house. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't have money in the house. Did you let them into the house
1: knowing they were gonna get a warrant? Yeah,
0: when they came to the door, I looked over at my mother, my brother in law, and I said, It's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. I would have
1: done the same thing. Like I I said, I just let them in. And um this is how I beat them. And we will switch over to the Patreon, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Rich. That was incredible. (laughs) It took us a minute to get to the juicy we stuff. We know there's a lot. I left so much out, but, but maybe we'll talk again. That was incredible. Uh, congrats on your freedom, and but we want to hear all about it because that was back in 2012.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was and, end and of January. Yeah,
1: and it's taken you now 13, almost 13 years to finally adjudicate and beat the case. Yeah. So that was incredible. Uh, but we're going to switch over to the Patreon now because we want to hear about the case and how you beat it. Thank you guys. Go over to patreon.com slash The Connect Show to hear uh, about Rich's case and how he beat the federal government. Not a lot of people can say that. No. Peace out. <laughs>